Shame on YouTube. Okay, it says we're live. My preview just stopped, though. Love it when it does that. Oh, great. Ugh. Okay, I think we're good. We're okay. good. All right. I'm going to call it good. Welcome uh, to... <laughs> yep. All right. Cool. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 252, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm Steve. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment, usually some Star Trek. All Super Chats are right on the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize the channel. We do drink alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there. Oh, yeah. And it is an awesome community. So, uh, yes. yeah, if you like more of this... But in text form, then definitely join the Discord. <laughs> yes, if you if you like this, but with more memes and less audio, it, yeah. it's a great place to be. A hundred percent more animated GIFs, definitely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been beaten in a GIF war before. Uh, you know, we haven't had one on the Discord channel for a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. It's, been, it's a while. been a while. But they were pretty fun when we had them, yeah. <laughs> Might need to uh, start one back up before too long. <laughs> yeah. I think oh. once in a while they, they, they come up in the um the the party chat. Yeah. I think they do yeah. late at night when the party goes really long. Yes. Oh, but it's gonna be a good show. We've got all of the news dropping mm -hmm. all at once. RTX four thousand series are officially official with official pricing and specs, and uh they're both more expensive and not quite as expensive as we expected. Mm -hmm. uh, more on that shortly. AMD has confirmed the release date for RDNA 3, as well as their specs and features and prices, uh, mm -hmm. not to be outdone by NVIDIA. Let's see. EVGA is calling it quits with GeForce, doing a full divorce from NVIDIA. Uh, even though NVIDIA makes up 80% of EVGA's overall revenue. Yeah. Uh, you know you're in an abusive relationship when, <laughs> when you take an 80% yeah. pay cut. Uh, yeah, so... EVGA's... Reconnection successful. OBS just dropped for a second. Oh. Hope that's not a sign of things to come. Oh, oh, OBS. Oh, yeah, we, we fully dropped for a second. Okay. Awesome. Hope we're still live. Maybe. We'll see. Are we here? I think so. I see the stream. We're good. And again, my stream preview is acting weird. No, mine stopped. Are we good? Are we still on? Can can someone? Yeah, I, I, I see. I have YouTube right here in the corner, too. Okay, still YouTube, live. But so I can okay. still see it. Yeah. Uh, my, it always worries me when YouTube Studio, the preview stops working. Um, yeah, that is worrisome. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it says I'm live, but it won't let me watch the preview in a thumbnail. And it's like, uh, <laughs> oh, all the anxiety. Yeah. 
that doesn't help the sweaty palms at all. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, lots and lots of news to get to. Uh, first and foremost, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, God, yes. It fresh is hop. fresh hop season. I yes, I knew yes, you yes, were yes. going to have the same thought that I did. You know, I was just talking because I, I was asking another friend of mine. I'm like, did you hear anything about the Fresh Hop Festival? You know what they're doing it this year? And I guess it's next weekend. So yeah. definitely going to be going to that. Anyway, um, uh, what do you have on tap for tonight? On tap, unfortunately, I don't have any Fresh Hop beers. <sighs> but <laughs> I do have some interesting... Uh, this one I picked out specifically because the label was so odd. It's called um, Counter Beer, but if you can see, it looks like a five-year-old drew this. So it's kind of <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's rated pretty high on Untapped, so it's C O W N T E R Counter Beer Counter Beer. Uh, and I I have the new farmers act annuary from fort george mm -hmm. very nice that that's they they change the formula up every year and this one i actually had it the other day and it's quite delicious and it tastes like a fresh hop even though it doesn't say on the can that it's fresh hop yeah but it does say enjoy as quickly as you can like don't save this thing yeah, drink don't, it don't let as, that as one as linger in your fridge yes exactly and then last but not least i don't know if we'll get to this one maybe i'll skip that one and do this one it's called um <laughs> Pono for Pyros, uh, right here. <laughs> and it is a um IPA with chilies in it. Nice. And and citrus citrus fruits and chili. And it's an IPA. Very so, nice. Who knows? Could be good. Um, I decided to go 100 percent fresh hop because I had the opportunity. I mm -hmm. opened my fridge and I went, well, there's that one Dude, I got hop. last week, and this one yeah. I got yesterday. Yeah. And, um, so I've got a couple from Deschutes, uh, which they always drop their Fresh Squeezed. Yes, Fresh uh, Squeezed is good. Fresh Squeezed is fantastic. Uh, and I've had it on the show a couple of times. Uh -huh. It's a must grab every year. Uh, this year Deschutes had enough Fresh Hop that they actually did a Fresh Hop 12 pack. Um, oh, really? And so there, there's four beers in the 12 pack. Um, one of them is their, also their Fresh Haze. Fresh Hops, yes. Uh, fresh Haze. They've got yeah. their Fresh Farmhouse Mango. And then Ooh. they also had, they had something else in there as well. But yeah, it's a 12-pack of Fresh Hop beers. I don't think I've had their Fresh Hop Mango. That's, it's, that's a new one. It's a farmhouse, which I typically hmm. do not like farmhouses. Just like, well, it's the it, one it, style of beer. I just kind of <laughs> go, eh. It depends, because the farmhouse traditionally is taking the yeast from the environment you're in right it's wild so yeast yeah and, it's yeah. wild yeast so yeah. it depends on where you're at so i've seen like a lot of the farmhouses that come out from the coastal regions tend to be more sour right uh the ones more in like the valley and stuff tend to be less sour more uh of like a bavarian style almost uh mm. belgiany tasting sometimes yeah but it, it varies. So you, yeah. sometimes you just, it's a crapshoot. You take it and you're like, oh, well, this one's really dark. <laughs> right, exactly. And and to me, it's it's the, usually a little bit of the skunk on mm -hmm. uh, on the farm. I, I don't like that flavor at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I usually try to avoid them. But the so, mango farmhouse from Shoots, good. it's pretty solid. Okay. Um, okay. Lastly, I have from Ex Novo, uh, the Elliot IPA. No, it's it's solid. It's good. Yeah. yeah. 
And OBS just dropped again. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> We're just going to roll with it. Uh, F, F, F's in chat. Uh -oh. I, I don't know. Died again. Yeah, it... We're back. Big hiccup. Big hiccup. What's funny is OBS only said it was like a one second hiccup that time. Mm. Um, yeah. That, I don't know what's going on. Who knows? Internet issues? Not as far as I know. Yeah, I don't think so. Man, my download is not the greatest, but I mean, it's 500. Uh, <laughs> it should, should be totally fine. And my upload never varies. My upload yeah. is, uh, yeah, 46. Yeah. 46. Like, that's yeah. what I score and that, and that's, whenever I do it. And that's totally fine, too. That should be absolutely fine for streaming. Right. It's DNS. Oh, I hope there's not dynamic DNS going on with the UDP mm. stream. Come on. That'd be terrible. Anyway, uh, it is... I know I say this every week, but this has been kind of a week. It's been a week that just <laughs> tries to kick my butt at every turn. Uh, I dealt with uh, GitHub repos that were updated and bugged for projects that I'm working on. Uh, mm. I dealt with not one, but two dead motherboards, one of which I did myself. Um, <laughs> That's the fun one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, That's the one where you break out the good whiskey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I took a shot on camera, mm -hmm. which I never do, right. uh, before the incident that caused the death of the <laughs> motherboard because the project had already gone so far off the rails. Oh, yeah. Don't don't drink and solder. <laughs> it was soldering that. that oh, I was just guessing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I, I wired something backwards and sent, oh, I sent, no. I sent 12 to ground. Oh my, oh, whoops. <laughs> yep. Oops. Oh no. Um, yeah, finally got, uh, this project has been kicking my butt for like two weeks and mm -hmm. I finally got it together, finally got it built. All the parts are here, mm -hmm. uh, including the parts that I had to not only order because they weren't included the first time, but then reorder because the second set never showed up. Right. Um, I've dealt with clearance issues on this build. I've dealt with everything. I had to stick a RAM die on me, like, this PC does not want to be built. Yeah. Um, finally, I got it together. It's an HP, which means mm -hmm. the CPU plug has a five pin instead yeah, of a four it's proprietary, pin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, all they did is they looped a ground together. Uh, and, uh, and so pin one and pin five are grounds. Mm -hmm. Normally, PWM just has one ground, but the rest one of the pin, pins yeah. are the same. Um, I accident... I was so tired when I wired this up. I got a new plug and, and wired it all together, but I wired the two grounds together. Oh. And so I offset the PWM by one and sent, sent mm -hmm. 12 volt to sent ground. Sent 12 volt to ground, yeah. Or no, I sent 12 volt to to, uh, to the PWM wire. Okay. Yeah, and fried the board. Yeah. Dead, just dead. Yeah. <laughs> well. Do you have a funeral for it? Once you let the genie, the once you let the genie that makes electronics work out of the electronic, you can't put yeah. it back in. No, no, you can't. <laughs> Everything's blown. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I'm gonna open a beer and okay. let's get yeah, to the news. Yes, I'm gonna try the uh, counter beer. I think I'm gonna go for the Ex Novo, the Elliot IPA, E L I O T. For Skull, because I uh, know he likes to put that in. 
Oh, yeah. Poof happens to the best of us. Yep. Um, but no, what was really funny is I'd had so many problems with that build that I decided to pour myself a little bit of Irish and, and throw back before. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, let's finally get this thing together. And then I go and do a boneheaded move like that. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so when the new motherboard comes in, which was not a cheap motherboard, uh, it was $200. Uh, uh, yeah. So when the new motherboard comes in, I think I'm going to pour myself some 18 year. There you go. <laughs> we we go so up the, as the sacrifices the, are made. The most yeah, the most the most expensive project so far, including the whiskey drank because of it. Boy, it's getting there. Yeah. Ah. All right, we've got a lot to talk about. Starting with the mm-hmm. GeForce RTX 40 series graphics cards have officially been unveiled. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Prices, specs, speculative performance, uh, performance from NVIDIA, obviously no independent benchmarks. If you're thinking about buying a card, I'm gonna preface this just the way I say uh, every single time, wait for third-party benchmarks, wait for independent review. Mm -hmm. People like me, people like Gamers Nexus, Hardware Unbox, you know, eTechnics, the people who will give you an unbiased opinion about how you should spend your money, is it worth spending your money, should you upgrade from X card or whatever else, Mm -hmm. Um, wait for independent review. That being said, I'm hella excited to see the performance gains out of RTX 40 series. Uh, But I think before we get there, let's talk about some of the the new tech that is uh, uh, coming on board. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the biggest upgrades is probably going to be DLSS 3.0 with the, the dynamic super sub sampling. Uh, which is a, if you're not aware, is an AI upscaling for lower resolution into higher resolution. So you can render a game at 1080p and then dynamically upscale it to 4K based on AI and machine learning of that game and what it should look like with higher textures and higher resolutions. Um, It does require developer time to integrate the feature into the games though. And that's not gonna change with DLSS 3.0. It is not a plug and play solution. It is not a solution that's going to be in every game, but the games that do support it, uh, at least as far as DLSS 2.0, have been a massive improvement, especially in games that simultaneously support real-time ray tracing, especially especially the path tracing, especially real-time reflections and all of the things that make ray tracing worth putting it into a game. So while 4K gaming for rasterization may finally be like here or as close as it's ever been uh, with, you know, the 4080 and the, and the 4090 here, uh, the underlying tech is still exciting for people who don't want to drop, spoiler alert, $1,600 on a graphics card, uh, but have an ultra wide monitor or a 4K panel and Mm -hmm. would like to take full advantage of it. Yeah, and and I've seen some of the results from it, and they're quite impressive. Yeah, but of course these are just um, videos, and with with online videos, YouTube, you're going to get compression. You can't really tell mm-hmm. until you get your hands on it and you put it in your hardware. But uh, at least from what I'm seeing, it looks impressive. Yes. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, shader execution reordering is another big thing that NVIDIA was touting, and that is taking instruction sets or workloads that are less efficient in certain parts of the cores and moving it, streamlining it dynamically to parts of the cores mm -hmm. that are meant for that specific instruction. Um, at a very high level, uh, uh, CPUs are built on basically and or gates. They're... Mm -hmm. uh, if if one do this, if zero do this, like mm -hmm. it, it's zeros and ones, it's all binary. Yeah. Uh, but you have instruction sets or basically algorithm that is built using those gates where you send bits one way or the other. And what you get out of that is frames. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Basically, yes, in a very simplistic way. <laughs> correct. Uh, you got ones and zeros, yada, 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 frames. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ones and zeros go in, frames come out. You can't explain you it. You can't explain it. Right. Um, anyway, uh, each one of those algorithms or instruction sets is designed specifically for uh, to, to be written with that particular instruction. Mm -hmm. um, and so... You can't get trying to explain this <laughs> in the simplest <laughs> terms. Um, if you want to know how many liters is in an Olympic sized swimming pool, you wouldn't. How, how would you calculate that? Well, you would you, find you, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't you take would, it by you, the drop. You wouldn't take a teaspoon. I, I, I was going to say, you wouldn't take a, teaspoon. you wouldn't take a measuring cup and go one. Yeah. Yeah. to because yeah. that's inefficient no, you, calculation you would, you, you would get the dimensions and calculate the volume based on that yeah right yeah. um and so you can brute force your way through just about any calculation mm -hmm. uh but it's going to take time however yeah. if there was say a guy with a laser uh uh measuring tape and he yeah. could go boom boom and we know the depth in one simple equation, all of a sudden we can have the volume. Pick it up. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the difference in instruction sets. It's using the correct tool set and the correct, uh, the correct input to get faster yeah. output. Yeah. Um, what shader execution reordering is going to do is take those inefficient instructions and automatically map them to pieces of the core, parts of the core that are built for those instruction sets. And this is actually a, uh, a, a uh, a new technology that is not going to require developer time, developer intervention, or mm -hmm. or backcoding on it. It's going to be something that happens automatically. Now, obviously, optimizing your code is still something that you need to do for specific driver sets, for specific architectures. Um, and there's no reason you couldn't optimize even further right. than the automatic system. But the automatic system is going to, uh, they say, up to 2x performance in games, especially those that might need a little bit of brute forcing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite as optimized as they should be. And there's been several releases that people are like, uh, this, this could have been a lot better. I don't know. I mean, it, it's a good thing, obviously. Yeah. But it could also make uh, programmers a little bit lazy, which, you know, it happens, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> programmers like, make mistakes from time to yes, time. Yes, yes. They're like, hey, it runs great on my 4080, man. It's running great. Yeah, it's not so great on my... 2080, <laughs> it's like 15 man, it's, frames a second. Man, it's like cyberpunk developers decided to send their copies only to people with top-of-the-line graphics cards. Yeah, yeah. Why would why would, why would we want to play it on anything else but the best? Right. Yeah. Oh, we have to render it for PlayStation? Um, oh, we, yeah. maybe. Maybe we'll think about it later. <laughs>
Uh, the other major addition, and streamers, content creators, video producers pay very close attention to this one, and that is in addition to NVIDIA encoder, NVENC, we are also getting dual native AV1 encoders. Uh -huh. um, and essentially, this is a more efficient algorithm. Uh, again, better instructions, better input, better output, and faster output. Mm -hmm. um, uh, AV1 is kind of the new go-to as far as encoding and decoding. Um, it has been the pie in the sky for a while because of how clean you can make an image for as low the bitrate can be. Um, it is. It holds a lot more data and a lot more color accurate data yeah. and a lot less compression than your standard H.264, X.265 encoders, um, which is what NVE and C and Intel QuickSync are built on. So AV1 is an incredibly exciting technology. Uh, I know EposVox did a full deep dive uh, on it with Intel's new A380. So if you uh, uh -huh. are interested in learning some more and getting his expert technical analysis of AV1, go check out his video. Uh, I will try to link that in the description if I remember, but uh, he did a fantastic breakdown on it. Um, but yeah, if you use OBS or you do screen capture or or you know Twitch gaming or or live streaming yeah. or anything like that, uh, AV1 is going to be the new standard to shoot for. Oh yeah. Now, should you upgrade your graphics card to a 4080 just to get AV1 encoding? That answer is probably a no because Intel with the A380 is available for $140 and has, has AV1 encoding on it. Yeah, it's going to be the thing, yeah. same encoder. Yeah. So, yeah. or at least Intel's version of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, if you got the cash, I might as well go with a 4080. Might <laughs> <Right>. as well. <laughs> it's got all the other bells and whistles, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's that's it for the the technologies that really kind of struck me as going to be either game changing or fantastic mm -hmm. uh, for the end consumer. Um, and actually, hold on, I realized I missed a slide. Uh, there it is. There we go. All right. Uh, so the full lineup of NVIDIA cards, uh, let's start with the big boy. Let's start with the 4090. Uh, $1,599 arrives on October 12th. So mm -hmm. just over three weeks away. Uh, and it's going to set you back $1,600. Now that is, yeah, only, that is only $100 more than the 3090, at least at release and at least at whatever the MSRP wound up being mm -hmm. um but uh for it you're getting if nvidia is to be believed nearly double the performance of the 3090 yes um now again take those numbers with all of the salt in the world because these are first party meant to show the best improvement right you know generation over generation um but from a raw hardware perspective, they're going from 10,900 CUDA cores to about 16,000 CUDA cores. They're dropping the process node from six nanometer Samsung down to five nanometer TSMC. Uh, uh, so you've got, in theory, uh, efficiency and performance increases just in the die shrink itself, yeah. let alone in architectural improvements, instruction improvements, that kind of thing. Uh, now you're not quite doubling the CUDA core count, 
and we're only seeing slightly higher memory bandwidth up from 18 gigabyte per second to 21 gigabyte per second uh, mm -hmm. on the GDDR6X. A market improvement, but not, you know, astronomical. Yeah. Uh, but all that probably adds up to a card that is easily 50 to 75% faster. Uh, even we can just take the on paper numbers and probably come up with that result. Uh, but $1,599 is, it's a lot of money for, for a top end card. Um, and whereas when the 3000 series came out in late 2020, uh, there was a lot of work from home. There was a yep. lot of gaming going on. There were tax rebates that were coming back. There were uh, incentivized or uh, stimulus packages that were coming out. People had money to spend. And dropping the 3000 series when they did, even though it became unobtainium almost overnight because mm -hmm. of crypto mining, that, yep. uh, yeah, that, that time was really the start of the crypto boom at, that just ended a month and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and, and finally came to a complete and final end with Ethereum switching their, their algorithm and going full ASIC from this point on. Uh, but it was a different time. Now we're looking at what looks like a global recession. We're looking at where unemployment is very low. We're not making as much money either. Uh, yeah. And everything has been in short supply. And so even if you have work, you might not necessarily be able to work. Uh, there's not a single industry that has not been affected by supply stream constraints, logistic uh, difficulties. And this all started back with COVID in March of 2020. And we're still dealing with repercussions and still probably will for the next five to 10 years. It's mm -hmm. going to be a while before everything is just like readily available again. Uh and I think $1,699 is a bit of an ask in yes. today's market. Especially for the high-end card. It is a lot of an ask, actually. Um, it, it's going to be only <laughs> for the, <laughs> the high, high-end enthusiasts. And I, I kind of wonder, because you did mention specifically supply chain problems mm -hmm. that they had in the past. And it kind of makes me think that maybe they're not going to release as many of those particular <laughs> cards as maybe they have in the past? Uh, we have seen uh, just about every major manufacturer that is using TSMC because TSMC is a publicly traded company. Mm -hmm. And so their contracts mm -hmm. essentially become an open book um, as far as who is who is leasing, leasing fab yeah. time and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, we know that NVIDIA, AMD, uh, and Apple have all slashed their orders. Um, and TSMC's making them uphold their contracts uh unless someone else can buy their 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 time mm -hmm. uh so who knows how many cards are actually going to be produced and right. uh what what the end result may actually be um i do know nvidia is not looking at selling nearly as many cards mainly because well it turns out they were selling all their cards to miners just straight mm -hmm. off the top uh, yeah. we would never do that and lie to our shareholders. <laughs> and... Yeah. And yes. now, yeah, they, they probably don't want to flood the market either because of course it's going to devalue the card and then right. the prices on those things because no one wants to buy them. They're going to have, you know, a ton of these, you know, $1,600 cars just sitting on the shelf with nobody buying them. Right. Tons of them sitting there. 
overhead for people are going to get pissed. They're going to just start dropping the prices on those things. Right. So they probably have to have just the right amount to fulfill demand and right. not go crazy with it. Yeah. But I'm sure and, they're totally gauging that. Right. And, and I feel right now they're trying to dump the 3000 series cards as quickly as humanly possible. Yes. There's a reason. Yeah, knows, yeah. There's a reason you can get a 3090 TI for a thousand dollars today. Yes. And, and the it's prices because have dropped considerably. NVIDIA wants out of that mm -hmm. 3000 series mm -hmm. card uh, because I I don't think they expect to sell that many 4000 series cards, regardless of how much faster they are, yeah. simply because I don't think the market is there. And, uh, and, and again, this is not financial advice. I have no, I have no skin in the game either way, shape mm -hmm. or form. Um, but my, my thought is even at $899 for an RTX 4080 mm -hmm. for the actual 4080, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. that's, uh, even $900. And I've been saying this for years that Nvidia has been slowly stair-stepping their yeah. their their brand up. And do you realize that the GTX 1080 came out for an MSRP of 499? Oh yeah. No, and I thought back then that was crazy. I think I remember us talking about right. how expensive we thought that was. Right. And that wasn't that long ago when you think about it, and we're nope. already sitting at almost $1000 for the equivalency for the 4000 series. The yeah, so it seems like they really got the frog in the boiling pot thing just kind of done. This might be a step too far. They might have cranked up that dial just a little too much in this one. Uh, right. We'll see. Right. But um, yeah, no, we've definitely been noticing the slow, slow increase, cost increase creeping up. Yep. Uh yeah, uh, Daniel says NVIDIA needs to generate enough sales and revenue to satisfy their shareholders' expectations. Absolutely, but if you price yourself out of the market, yeah. uh, I mean, the 60 series card at this point is going to be $600 for that's what... Not, that's not a budget card anymore. For what two generations ago was a $220, $260 yeah. card. Yeah. You're literally pricing yourself out of whatever market you were trying to hit, and your shareholders mm -hmm. aren't going to be happy with that either. Yeah. So, so who knows? Um, <laughs> I know that there's going to be, like I said, enthusiasts that are going to go for it day one. Uh, but I don't think that's going to be the bulk of the market. There's still people out there mm -hmm. who try to build systems that are comparable to what consoles offer. And yeah. what, how much is a PS, PS4 or PS5 now is what? 500 bucks? 399, I think. 399, is it 399? I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, but people try to like buy or create a PC that is very close to the specs at the very same cost. Right. And it's very, very, very difficult for them to do that with the current tech that's in consoles versus what they are charging for PC parts right now. So, sorry, MSRP 499. Uh, sorry, 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 it's, it's going for about $700 still. Right. Right. So, and I think what, what they're, they're, I don't know. I don't remember seeing, it's been a long time since I saw comparisons of, uh, console tech versus PC tech, but I believe what is it? Is it kind of like the they would say it's comparable to like maybe a, a twenty seventy or something like that, or would it be twenty? It's not that high. It, it'd be like high? twenty sixty. Twenty sixty, really? Yep. Okay, Put it in game in four K. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's really fun is rendering at five seventy six p. Yeah. You can so, game uh, anything at four K. Maybe with that enough super sampling. I don't even think. I don't think. Can you get? I don't think you can get two thousand series at retail anymore. No, 
no 2000 series is long gone um uh yeah uh the the miners eight there's not a chance you can get anything nvidia Mm -hmm. 2000 series or amd 5000 uh or even 6000 series at at retail because they no longer exist used market you might get better luck obviously um Mm -hmm. you could probably cobble something together for 500 bucks with a maybe 2080 2060 yeah maybe but yeah i know it's 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 rough out there right now especially with these cards i mean i guess there's always the chance that once the 4000 series drops the 3000 tanks because like you said they are going to want to dump inventory yep uh and i think people who are looking to upgrade and couldn't because of the cryptocurrency uh boom that might be more attractive to them well and again we're already seeing the price of the highest tier cards. I mm-hmm. mean, brand new right now, you can get a 3090 Ti for a thousand bucks. Used, you can get a 37 or 3090 for 750. Mm-hmm. Buy it now on eBay, like, and it'll ship. Mm-hmm. Le- legit shippers. Uh, so the cards are out there and, and the market has already kind of responded going, we can't sell them at 12, 13, $1,400. Nope, not anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, that market doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And so my thought is this. My thought is they're clearancing out the 3000 as fast as they can possibly get them out that out the door. Uh you know, rock bottom prices. Mm-hmm. Um and within the next 3 weeks, uh we'll see a launch. They'll get the initial launch window of yeah, let's give them 6 weeks at at the full retail price. And then I think 6 weeks later, so I'm going to say by the end of November, mm-hmm. there are permanent price cuts that hit the Nvidia line of of double digit percents okay that could very well be because i don't i just don't think they're going to move enough product mm-hmm. if i'm being perfectly honest i i, I don't i don't see it happening yeah because i mean even with with the the benchmarks that they're putting out they're saying okay the double double the performance right double the performance but that price point is pretty high Name a game you can't play on a 2070. Exactly, yeah. It's a, it's, name a game. People... Name a game you can't play at 90 frames per second on a 2070. There, there probably isn't. I mean, not not. I mean, if, I guess if you want to put everything at max and run it at 4K, you'll get a right. Then sure, slideshow, but it'll still run. But I mean, like right. most people don't have that kind of setup. Most right. people don't have. There, there's there's 4K monitors, and now they're starting to come out with 144 hertz 4K monitors and stuff like that. Tur- turn off RTX and knock your shadows down one yeah. notch, and yeah. and all of a sudden you're at 120 on every single game. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I'm still I'm still rocking a 10 series, and I'm running at 1440p, and I'm still not having any problems. Right. Um, with anything I play. So yeah, there's not really any rush <laughs> to get it. Justin says flight simulator. Yeah, but you're cheating. Okay, flight simulator, <laughs> yeah, but you can't I mean, render unless... the entire planet at 4K. <laughs> uh Logan wants to know, chat, do I go for a second glass of Dragon's Milk five year bourbon or go for an IPA? Ooh boy, Dragon's Milk. Mm, it depends on where you are in the night. Because like, right. I like to have my big bourbon barrel aged ones at the end of the night, and then my IPs at the beginning. Right, but he he said second glass. Oh well, is he going to have any more? That's he, the question. He, he says, "Do I go for a second glass of Dragon's Milk Five Year?" Oh, a second glass. So he's already had one. He's already had gotcha. one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Stick with that because like the dichotomy yeah. going from 
don't don't go stout to IPA and then go to IPA. No, you, you can I go IPA to stout, but you can't turn back. Going back the other way, it's yeah, yeah, not the best. <laughs> Elden Ring, but yeah, that's because it's a V-Sync title. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it it's it's gonna be a weird, exciting with the leaps and bounds that are finally happening mm -hmm. uh, with tech again. You know, it, it, it feels exciting to be in the industry again. Uh, where for a couple of years, it, I'm not gonna lie, it's been a little flat. Stagnant, yeah, like, stagnant, yeah it's been a little stagnant. stagnant. Like, um, okay, stale you're- swamp water. <laughs> right, remember, remember when Turing came out? So 2000 yeah. series Nvidia, and it was literally same price to performance as the generation before, they just threw a higher number on it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh no, it's no longer the, the 1080, now it's the 2070. Okay, but, oh, you can ray trace as long as you like 35 frames per second. Yeah. It's like, where's the value here? And- yeah. It was it was the, the excitement behind the tech. Right. And, and it kind of looks that way. And even then the, the excitement was kind of- It was because it was, you're early adopting at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and here they, they do have, now they have, the RTX is more of a proven tech and they have a lot more integration and, and now they're doing a lot more fun stuff with it. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, we didn't cover that and I thought it was actually kind of interesting. It's This doesn't have anything to do with the 4000 series. Uh, I think it's a new platform that they're trying to put out, which was the uh, the RTX remix modding platform. I don't know if you read anything about that. I did not see that. I'll, I'll be very, honest, I did not watch the keynote. Yeah, and... it's at the it's at the very bottom. It was one of the last things that they did. <laughs> but basically what it is, is they use uh, the power of the RT RTX um, to mod, uh, automatically mod older games. And so in the demo, Rhett would be com completely thrilled about this. In the demo they give, they show uh, how they used it to mod Morrowind in a rapid pace. And I think they're also going to have a platform for people to to upload their mods uh, with the work that they do with the RTX. And uh, huh. so people could automatically just implement that into their game. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought it was, I mean, I was looking at it and I was, I was, I'm extremely dubious because as I was watching it, they talk about how it would analyze the assets of the game and then through AI would like increase the, the, the textures and make the textures look better. But in their demonstration, there was clearly assets that were put into the end result. Like, yeah. oh, there wasn't there wasn't a box here before, but now there's a box here. I'm like, uh, right. I don't think AI is going to be doing that. Now, so, now here's the deal. I could totally understand AI revamping lighting and shaders and shadows mm -hmm, and, and mm -hmm. things and things to that effect. Yeah. Um, you know, very similar to, uh, gosh, what's the what's the the Skyrim mod the the popular thing, the shader mods. Oh, the shader mods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the shader. Yeah, there's um, the Minecraft. Mine have tons, tons of shader yeah, mods yeah. for Minecraft. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's already been possible to do with that. Yeah. Which is nothing more usually than tweaking contrast and, and right. saturation levels and things like that. And, you know, getting a nice, pleasing, high contrast effect. Um, but uh, yeah, there. I don't think there's any reason AI couldn't do something like that, especially now mm. given the number of tensor cores and and, right. and and whatnot that are in the new RTX cards. Um, but speaking of, oh man, I want this one. Uh -huh. I, I'm I'm gonna skip the 4090. I'm going straight here. 
Uh, I want the new RTX 6000 ADA. <laughs> Is it? And I, and I think I was uh, reading this and I understood why you want this card. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just the 48 gigabytes of GDDR6 or the 18,176 CUDA cores, mm -hmm. which, mind you, is almost 20% more than the RTX 4090. Um, it's it's the VDI capabilities. It's it's the cloud gaming. It's yes. it's everything yes. that Nvidia has been putting into their their Quadro and their it's, and their tel Tesla it's your lineup. Dream card for your cloud gaming project is basically what this is. I want three of these. Yeah, <laughs> you could have every single person on your Facebook friends list log on and play, and yep. still have some leftover uh, processing power. Yep. Uh, obviously, no price announced. Uh, this is one of those cards. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. My guess is going to be somewhere middle of the road, $8,000 is yeah. typically about what these go for. Uh, so yeah, RTX 6,000 ADA, uh, 48 gigs of GDDR6 ECC memory. Good Lord. 18,176 CUDA cores. Um, Interestingly enough, only a 300-watt TDP versus the 450-watt of the RTX 4090, likely because uh, both stability and uh, uh, stability and simply cooling. You have to be able to cool this thing yeah. in a data center that has, you know, potentially uh, 10 yeah. of them in a 4U yeah. server. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is exciting, but you're probably not going to get your hands on one of them unless somebody sends you one. Uh, and then maybe a couple years down the road, you might be able to find a used one, but... I, I, I have friends. You have friends in high places? Mm-hmm. There you go. Let's see uh, if you can get one. I mean, you know, show them your cloud gaming series and say, hey, look at... Yeah. I'll now, wanna, now uh, for those asking and for those paying close attention, um, you'll notice an omission from the RTX A6000 ADA as well as the RTX 4090. SLI is now officially dead. There is no SLI bridge on oh, right. any yeah. card. Yeah. NVLink is dead. SLI is dead. I don't want to hear anything about it anymore. I, I never really bought into it to begin with. I did. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I know, I know a lot of people did. Um, but whenever I saw the stats, it was like, oh, you expect it to be double the performance, but it never was. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not going to I'm not going to buy two of these things on a what if, you know, so. It was interesting concept very much, but. And, um, you know, it worked for a while, um, yeah. but uh, they they literally cannot feed enough bandwidth between the two GPUs. Mm -hmm. in order to share all of the collective memory and have the same latency that it requires for sub-millisecond computation. Right. Uh, and the cards are literally too fast for the memory and too fast for the interconnect between the cards. Right. Um, and so regardless of, and let alone your software stack that, that has to go on top of that with the drivers and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was horrible. Uh and it died a very slow and painful death. But the death nail is now in the coffin. SLI is dead. Well, there's none of that anymore. Nope. Well, AMD 
Let's move on to AMD. AMD, AMD RDNA 3, release date, mm-hmm. prices, and specs. Uh, so, uh, very much like NVIDIA, this is going to be based on TSMC's 5 nanometer process, um, as well as parts from Samsung's 7 nanometer process. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple couple things that we think we got right and a couple of things that we know we got wrong. Starting with, uh, it was kind of initially expected that AMD would be moving to chiplets on their GPUs this generation with RDNA 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, that turned out not to be the case. Instead, we are getting monolithic dyes still. We are getting individual dyes for all of your shader cores. Uh, with no no IO chip and no you know Infinity Fabric Magic like we've seen on Ryzen. Now we think those revelations are still coming, but Probably it looks the like R&D they've phase, been. I'm but it looks like they've been pushed back a generation. Yeah, um, not ready for prime time. I'm guessing. <clears throat> right. So a lot of people were kind of looking forward to potential chiplet integration, which mm-hmm. means. Smaller dyes, better binning, mm-hmm. better heat distribution, uh, and and everything that goes with that. Looks like we're going to have to push it off another year or another yeah. generation. Another generation. Right. Well, we definitely know it's going to be smaller die, so we know that. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as that goes, we'll just have to see because they're very kind of real sparse on the details. Because I think even this article kind of mentions that AMD really hasn't taken the crown away from NVIDIA for quite some time. Right. Um, uh, and, and the fact that they're not really having as much fanfare um, with their announcement as NVIDIA did with their 4000 series. Well, NVIDIA always pushes out more fanfare. That's true. NVIDIA I, always has bigger shows, better lights and whatnot. So does Intel. Right. Like, yeah, so does Intel. Yeah, that's true. People, so, I mean, even though, even though, like, like you know, when uh, the AMD's processors came out and they were they were kicking Intel's ass, they still didn't really um, gloat too much with their marketing. Right. To be honest. Right. It was um, Lisa Sue on stage going, "Here's our next Ryzen chip. Um, it's it's the shit. Go buy one." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Uh, so the 6900 XT, that is what I would expect for a top tier card as far as Mm -hmm. pricing, as far Mm -hmm. as specs, as far as performance goes. The 6900 XT is, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I think the hidden gem of the last generation, maybe even the 6800 XT, um, as being the, like, if you could buy one, especially at like the $799 price point, man, you're getting a hell of a card. Uh, but the 6900 XT uh, at $1,000, that was insane. It it traded blows game for game yeah. with with the 3090. I mean, and and it wasn't like it fell on its face ever. It was within two or three percent, or beat it by three to five percent. Like, yeah, every single game was close. Uh, oh, no, they were, uh, except when it came to uh, doing. Um... Ray tracing, right? Uh, once, once the rate, but but then again, it's still. But then again, tracing, turn it I mean, off and play the damn game anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, For the most part, ray tracing is still kind of in the gimmicky phase. Yeah. Um, there are some niceties to it still. Uh, that, hey, I I wouldn't mind messing with it too, but for the most part, 
I don't, I don't turn it on. I mean, like <laughs> I was playing, I, I picked up uh, uh, Monkey Island, the new Monkey Island, of oh. course, one of my favorite game series oh, yeah. of all time. Picked it up, started playing it. I don't, you don't need anything big to play that game. So it's not like there's anything uh, uh, crazy about uh, um, wanting to get a 4,000 series and there's no RTX turning on for a 2D sprite game. There's still plenty to be had and enjoyed with a simple, cheap card. Right. Um, I've been playing more games on my handheld systems than I have mm -hmm. on my 5950X and 3090 system. Yeah. Or or my 12900K and 6900 XT system. Well, <laughs> those have been kind of dream. Those have been relegated to work computers and There's... I'm I'm playing on <laughs> on my Ion Neo Lite and and my my uh you know, Ion Neo Next and and Steam Deck more than more than all of those other things combined like well see that's the thing is like is like as a as a hardcore gamer there's there's like you know how much time do i spend playing games and how much time do i spend eating taco bell because if i eat too much taco bell my game time goes on because of the time i spend on the toilet but now right with with all those portables coming out that that diagram starts coming together that venn diagram starts starts merging into a circle that that venn diagram gets tossed out the open window yeah that's right <laughs> uh thank you um yeah availability and readiness of of a game system and like i said mm. i've been playing as much as i lambasted the battery on the ioneo air mm -hmm. uh it's kind of my go-to gaming system anymore simply because it's so lightweight, so small, it can fit in my pocket. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I need to charge it, it takes like 40 minutes to get to 100% oh, with, with nice. a 60 watt yeah. fast charger. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like, <clears throat> I can I can be sitting on the couch and, and playing my game. And by the way, I can still stream to any of my cloud rigs. Like mm -hmm. I have a full server of GPUs. <laughs> that that I could game from and it'd be yeah. a better experience. But the Ioneo is good enough at playing the games that I don't feel like I need to necessarily yeah. stream them. And so right. it's been this weird They found that sweet spot. Because I mean it's not like okay, it's it's a smaller screen obviously so you don't have to be as high detailed and everything. Mm -hmm. You're right. not sitting there playing like this. It's down here like this. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's you're still going to have an enjoyable experience, and you don't need to have that super high fidelity like mm -hmm. you would if you're playing on a giant monitor right in front of your face. Right. So, oh, and don't get me wrong, I love. By the way, I also got a new monitor for my RTX 3090 mm -hmm. rig, so I have an Aorus 43 inch, Ooh. 144 hertz HDR10. Mm. Uh, oh. I bet it's beautiful. Oh man, chef's kiss the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's insane. Uh, and obviously, I prefer that gaming experience. Yeah. But I have a 10-month-old and a 5-year-old. Yes, and whatnot. I know. I spend all of my time upstairs on the couch if, if, yes, I'm, yes. if they're awake. Yes, and, and there you do. It's because like, like, the same reason why, as soon as smartphones became <laughs> the norm, gaming exploded. But it wasn't PC gaming, it wasn't console gaming, it was mobile gaming, mobile gaming because people were on the go and they they had something in their hand that they could play with. Now, of course, we all know as long-term gamers that you know most mobile gaming on phones sucks. It's not great. 
it's you know if, if you like candy crush good that's it's a good platform for that but if you want to play some real games that people like playing eh, a phone is not the greatest uh but I'm now think- these hand- I- <coughs> sorry uh I'm I'm thinking of a video coming up where I stream from my servers to all of my handhelds and go, do you What's need a Steam, do you need a Steam Deck or would the hundred ninety nine dollar you know Ein Odin Light yeah. do mm-hmm. it for you? Do you oh. do you need this? Do you need like a VR rig or could you stream from a Tesla M forty to a to an Oculus Quest two? Mm-hmm. Like so, I'm I'm kind of playing with like some other ideas for the cloud gaming rigs. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I really enjoy tinkering with them. It, it brings my passion of gaming and servers together. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, yeah, the perfect I'm, I'm looking at all time sink and money sink. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Wasted time and money. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, it's it's like it's a real question to ask if you're looking at going. You know, should I drop? Five hundred and fifty or seven hundred dollars on a Steam Deck that's well equipped with, you know, a five hundred twelve gig drive or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever screen. You know, should I buy a six hundred ninety nine or five hundred ninety nine dollar Ion Neo Air? Should I get the base model Steam Deck? Should I get, should I get an Android handheld and literally just stream from it? Yeah. Uh, and I got to tell you, there's a lot of value here if you can pick up a Tesla M forty and make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Will the Wi-Fi network support it? Yes, actually, it will. Uh, I have uh, Unify AC Lite access points. I have two of them. And I stream to my Oculus Quest 2 all the time from my 3090 rig. Uh, So, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Let's see. Oh, specs on the... Oh yeah, upcoming back to, back to AMD. Yeah, yeah, back to AMD specs on the uh, RDNA three cards. Uh, so the sixty nine hundred XT had five thousand one hundred shader cores. Mm-hmm. Uh, the seventy nine fifty X is expected to have sixteen thousand three hundred eighty four. <laughs> now, obviously, that's probably a not a one to one scale. No, um, but. They're looking at an explosion of, of video memory. They're looking at matching AMD or uh, NVIDIA with video memory and right. memory bandwidth at 21 gigabit per second. Um, 16,000 shader cores. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was if that was if we got the the chiplet version. So they're they're thinking 12,280, which is still. Yeah. Still pretty good. A hundred and thirty percent increase. Right. That's that's much bigger than double. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, yeah. If if AMD ever gets their chiplet design together with Navi three X, uh, then then certainly we may be seeing the end of days for, you know, Nvidia and the 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 return of AMD to to Radeon levels. Right. Yeah. Um, but. Pricing is going to be really interesting. Pricing will will be the determiner, I think, for a lot of these cards. Well, yes, and this is the thing that's the kind of interesting thing about this card because they're still predicting it's going to come out because they haven't really released a firm date, right? But they are predicting it to come out a little bit after Nvidia's new series is in October, possibly. Mm-hmm. They don't really know. Um, and at that point, and, and we don't have any pricing either. 
Or do we have pricing? We, we have some rumored pricing down here rumored at the bottom. Pricing. Okay. Um, so they're guessing that the Navi 33 based card, which should uh, be performance between the RX 6800 and 6900, mm-hmm. is going to be available for 450 bucks. Yeah. Mind that's- you, that's two thirds what a 3090 will cost you used today. And think of 3090 level performance. Think of that mm-hmm. RX 6900 XT. Mm-hmm. Think of getting that level of performance for four hundred and fifty dollars. That's that's where their price point is going to be a lot more competitive. Is right. people going to start looking to this because like ah, you know what? I, right. I just want a game. I want a game at cheaper. This looks better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots of lots of things to watch out for. Uh, but you look at. NVIDIA's bottom card that they announced in the RTX 4080 12 gig, which is more of a 4070, uh, if yeah. we're being honest. 7200 shader uh, or, uh, CUDA cores instead of the 9600 I, CUDA cores. I, I, again, I think we've complained about NVIDIA's marketing practices of being extremely deceiving. Yeah. Not only that, doing... it's it's actually being said that it's going to be a completely different die. Yeah. Which, but they're still calling it. They're still calling it a forty-eight eighty series card. Yeah, which is, you know, people, people are gonna be like, oh, well, what's the difference between this forty-eight and this forty-eight? Well, they're both called forty-eighty. This one's just a little bit cheaper. I'll get this one. Yeah, and it really is their forty-seventy, right? And it really is what it's it gonna really be. Is. And the forty-seventy is probably gonna be what their, you know, sixty series was normally. Right. The sixty is now gonna be four hundred ninety-nine dollars. Yes. Yes. And and the performance increase from generation over generation isn't going to really reflect right. with the lower end cards is what I'm going to guess. So they can keep those price points looking a little bit better than the consumer. Yeah. But so, we'll see. Yeah. Put a bigger number on it and more people will buy it. And uh, mm-hmm. if you don't read reviews, NVIDIA might get away with it. It, yeah. it, it feels shady. It, it's one of those moves that feels shady. It feels a very NVIDIA type of move. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they they got they got sued over the 970 mm-hmm. for their shady 4 gigabit. Well, I mean it is technically 4 gigabit, but only 3.5 of it is really, you know, the DDR5. Yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's that's that seems more like their speed. Yeah. All right. It is seven o'clock. Oh, is it time for another beer? It's time for another beer. All right. <laughs> <coughs> my throat's getting dry. Finished. Yeah, my throat's getting dry. I need something. My my Spuds McKenzie glass needs to be refilled. That's a phenomenal glass, by the way. <laughs> you like that? I love that. <laughs> I don't know where I got these. I don't just like it. I love it. <laughs> the only thing better would be a matching one that's a Slurms McKenzie. Oh, dude. Yes. Abs- you know what? I have. I, I We got a set somewhere. So uh-huh. I have four of these. I should take one of these and just scrape spuds off and then get a Slurms, Slurms McKenzie, McKenzie and put him on there. Something. That would be amazing. Um, my wife has a vinyl cutter. Oh, okay. We could make I that happen. Some, I have some ideas. We could make that ideas. happen. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've got two choices. Should I go fresh haze or fresh squeezed? You know, I... I I personally, Keep in mind, these have been out for an hour. Okay. I personally like the fresh squeeze, not the fresh haze. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. 
I don't know why <laughs> I can't because I, I think fresh haze is perfectly fine, but as a hazy, it's not as juicy as I'd like. But I think the fresh right. squeeze is a great example of a Northwest IPA. Right. And and my thought was, I think the fresh squeeze holds up better in a little bit warmer pour. Yeah. Uh, so because the fresh haze is still, I haven't tried this year's, but it still reminds me of the younger hazies of the, the 2017 era hazies, not the 2021 era hazies. All right. Uh, I, I decided to do the Pono for Pyro. We're going chili. I'm going to go chili. I, I found the combination just too weird and enticing. <laughs> um, so I want to try that one. So uh, another reason to go with the fresh squeeze it's a fresh hopped beer. Look how clear that is. Oh man, that's beautiful. Like, holy crap. It's incredible. All right. Uh, probably, even with the product announcements, the biggest mm-hmm. bombshell of the week has been EVGA is cutting all ties with NVIDIA. Yeah, that's crazy, this, right? This dropped like an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh because EVGA is probably one of the best known and well-trusted NVIDIA partners. Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the best, I mean, in the past, one of the best refund um, oh, schemes you, that they've ever had. They, they were always gracious. If, and if, like, if you want to talk customer service and warranty and support, and, uh-huh. there is no second to EVGA. Yeah, they were great. Uh, you, you rank EVGA first and every other company starts at four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm not necessarily crap. XFX is the other one that I would put up there. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. XFX is, is also amazing. They're, they're the other one. They're one that doesn't get enough credit for how good their support is. But over the last couple of decades, I've been through support with nearly every single board partner, motherboard manufacturer. Like, uh, if you work in, in professional IT and you buy a lot of white box systems and things like that, you go through Asus and Gigabyte and Intel and AMD and NVIDIA and, and for first party, you know, uh, warranty service. And I will tell you, EVGA and XFX have always been the best in the business. Yeah. Um, which makes it all the more shocking that EVGA is just walking away. They're saying we're done. We's not producing 4,000 series it, cards. It, it's just this is really weird. I don't know what Nvidia did to I mean I, I kind of read the article and um, you know some of the problems that they posted as to why they walked away. I would think a lot of the other card manufacturers are also probably experiencing. I don't think EVGA is uh, unique in this in this standard, but it just reeks of like, Cartman's like, uh, uh, screw you guys. I'm taking my ball going home, you know, right. type of a thing. Right. Um, now, and, that, there, there have been rumblings of uh, contempt and unsettledness and everything else directed at NVIDIA from board partners for probably the last half decade. Mm-hmm. Um, NVIDIA has been making moves that are in direct competition to their board partners. And when you're a board partner, you sign on and Nvidia gets to drive the ship. They tell you how mm-hmm. many chips you're getting. They tell you how many boards you're gonna make. They tell you mm-hmm. how many boards of each chip you're gonna make. They tell you what you're gonna sell them for. They tell you what you can and cannot do with them. Um, and, uh, and, and they exerted all the control all the while 
This graph should tell you everything you need to know, with the top line being NVIDIA's gross profit margin, and the bottom line being Ad and Bort Partners' profit margin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, looking into the 2020, 2021, 2022, uh, they're in single digits. Yeah. Um, Ad and Bort Partners make jackal when it comes to selling a $1,500 graphics card for NVIDIA. They make like 70 bucks. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. And I don't mean that by that's the big number. I mean, and, that's disgusting. And this could be this could be just NVIDIA or NVIDIA, uh, EVGA saying, well, somebody's got to pull the ripcord. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's just be us and then maybe others will follow. I don't know, we'll see, but it's it is you're right because it with it you're right being seventy percent of their revenue and they're just pulling out of it right it seems weird I mean they must have a backup plan because they they did say that they're not going to be doing any partnering with any no. video card manufacturer they're not doing AMD they're not going to be doing Intel uh, so they have to pour. Uh, pour it into something else I'm, I'm not too sure what uh, I mean. They've always been fantastic on motherboards. Uh, yes, they, they have. They've always done extremely good motherboards, but it, it's going to be weird. It's it's going to be really weird to not see EVGA in this market. Yeah. Um, I mean, EVGA was founded in '99, and they've been one mm -hmm. of the premier, you know, board manufacturers. Oh yeah. That entire time. I mean, Nvidia is only three years older than they are. They were founded in 1996, mm -hmm. uh, and so having NVIDIA exist without EVGA alongside them, even though EVGA still exists as a company with the original founder, like that's crazy talk. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, like I said, there's been rumblings uh, around the tech industry that AIB's add-in board partners, you know, your Gigabyte, your ASUS, your right. MSI, your EVGA, have been increasingly frustrated with NVIDIA and their treatment of yeah. them uh, because they're basically taking all of the profit for themselves. They're putting all of the risk on to the board partners. Mm -hmm. They're making the board partners take all the losses. Um, this was uh, highly publicized near the end of Pascal's uh, lifespan with uh, NVIDIA all of a sudden dumping you know, a half million chips onto their board partners and they're going, you have to make these boards for us. Oh, and uh, sorry, we're going to release the new video cards that are going to be basically the same price of performance. So no one's mm -hmm. going to want to buy it. Oh, no, you can't lower the price of these you video yeah, cards. You can't do this. Yeah, you, you can't, can't sell a 1080 for less than the 499 because that's the, the MSRP, even though we're going to sell the 2080 for 499 uh, or 40, you know, 2070 for 499. You can't compete with our other cards. That'd just be crazy. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I think that's really when a lot of the rumbling really started because right. the board partners started being a little bit more vocal as far as how badly treated they were being or how, how badly treated they were by NVIDIA. Yeah. And EVGA, even though NVIDIA board sales make up 80% of their overall revenue, they still pulled the parachute. Yeah, that seems... That has to, to say something to you. It does, uh, but I don't, I mean, being as successful as EVG is, I, they must have a plan. 
And of course, we can only speculate what that plan is, but they must have a plan to make up that revenue because otherwise you'd probably see people, you know, there'd be an announcement like, well, we also have to lay off this this X amount of, of people, but they yeah. haven't really announced that yet. They, they haven't so, announced layoffs. They haven't announced anything. They've, uh, I, I've been talking to my contacts at EBGA and they said, yeah, we're just supporting other, other departments now. Like, uh, so I, they just shifted their focus is basically what they're doing. Right. And, and yeah, their, their, their motherboard market, they may just be cranking out more motherboards, power supplies. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I guess they're, they're really focusing on their peripherals. They're trying to get keyboards, mice, mm -hmm. monitors, that kind of thing. Um, but it's going to be weird. It's going to be mm -hmm. weird. And, uh, well, they're a recognized name brand within, you know, the, the computer space. Mm -hmm. So they could probably branch out into other things and having that brand name recognition mm -hmm. will get people to buy whatever new product they crank out that they haven't done before. I mean, heck, they could probably start making computer cases and people will still buy it. Mm -hmm. um, so who knows? Who knows what they're going to do next? Yep. Yeah, and Jeremy says they said they're not going to lay anyone off. And yeah, I'd, I'd heard that, but I didn't I didn't remember reading it in the article, so I didn't want to quote mm -hmm. that directly. Yeah. Um, so if you're willing to take the, uh, the, I said, Jeremy said that EVGA is not going to lay anyone off. Um, yeah. Uh, and the contacts that I've, I've reached out to a couple and, and said, Hey, how's it going? Cause things are weird. And, yeah. and they went, <laughs> yeah, they're weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Do you oh, need yeah. a keyboard? And I went, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, I make my own. <laughs> yeah, because no, the, the best thing that they're known for are their video cards and their motherboards. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I can see them maybe ramping up the motherboards more, mm -hmm. but maybe branching out to something else. Mm -hmm. Cases, mice, keyboards. Well, they got keyboards, but... Um, yeah. uh, they, they do make coolers. They make, uh, they've make. they made other ancillary products before too. That's they've, true. They've dabbled in, in audiophile stuff and... And whatnot so monitors vr who knows who knows what they're gonna do yeah i have to pause and say okay this is a really weird beer yeah um it's very yeah wow i, I... <laughs> no this is this is this is an interesting interesting beer um yes i taste the citrus juices in there it's very kind of slightly tart lime in the back end mm -hmm. it's vegetable kind of like a uh jalapeno pepper flavor okay that's in there a little bit a little bit green yeah a little bit green taste yeah, in there yeah but there's also some real pronounced hops in there as well it's so it's so bizarre i've never had an ipa like this before in my entire life this is really really weird i don't know if i like it yet <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't hate it i don't spit it out i drink pickle beer and mustard pickle beer i've i've drank everything uh but i don't know if i like this yet we'll see <laughs> Yeah, that that's that's odd coming from you going like I've never had an IPA like this in my life. And I No, I've never. This what? is unique. Right. Okay. We've lime, had pepperoni like, pizza like, beer. Like, like, well, yeah, like <laughs> I have. Okay. I didn't hate it that much. But this is like uh, you know, citrus and pepper and 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 more um citrus forward uh, uh hops in this thing. So it's kind of it's really interesting. I mean, I kind of like it. I, I don't know. We'll see once I get to the end if I actually find myself. Usually you can tell 
by the end, if you find yourself really enjoying it towards the end or like yeah. not wanting to finish it, then you know. But uh, meanwhile, my uh, my fresh squeezed. Oh, it's good. good. It's as good oh, as no. ever. I know that one's great. Yeah, I've had it before and it's delicious. Yeah. This year, it seems a little bit tangier. Uh, hmm. Like it's um, and I don't mean that in like a, a bad sense. Bad I mean, way. yeah, the citrus is cranked up just a little bit more. Um, oh, that's good. Where uh, th- there's a little bit more lemon peel and mm-hmm. and maybe some orange flavor to it, um, mm. but uh, oh, it's good. It it's got a good mouthfeel. It's it's very very bright. Um, I, I'm digging. I'm digging. That's, this those are the notes. Those are the things that I like about mm. the fresh hop. That's that's what I enjoyed about the the farmer's January. Yes, yeah. this that's is what it tastes like to me. The when I say tang, I mean it's like flirting with shandy, kind of. Oh, really? Like, like it, like almost really like a pronounced, surreal, pronounced citrusy flavor. Real pronounced yeah. lemon peel right on the front of it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, and leaves you, leaves you just a little bit puckered because it's it, it's it's slightly sour at the finish as well, mm-hmm. but overall a fantastically well balanced flavor. Well, see, that's kind of interesting because typically with fresh hop beers, you tend to get more of like a grassy yeah. fresh vegetation yeah. flavor to yeah, it you get that not freshly mowed grass yeah, yeah yeah but not not over the top it doesn't taste like you're eating lawn clippings it's mm-hmm. just kind of subtly there in the back and it's right. really pleasant it goes really well with with it complements the, the citrusy hoppy flavor right no that this is this is very much pronounced a, a citrusy hop forward yeah that's good uh oh my my compliments like it, i'll have it's to go good. try some of this here's then Flirting with Shandy sounds like a nice band name. I like that. Yeah. Flirting with Shandy. <laughs> it's a ska band, though. It's a ska band. Yeah, ska band. <laughs> uh, yeah, we specialize in uh, timpani and Gregorian chants. <laughs> Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gearling checking in, as well as... Uh, sorry, Gearling, I'm going to... Double back to you, but uh, Tech Geek checking in with a $50 donation. Thank you very much, Tech Geek. Um, and uh, didn't send a message, and he says, for some reason, they didn't let me attach. So I said, say what you want to say. Uh, just got home from work, so I'm a bit behind. Talk to Boss Man about the job change, and it should be happening in a few weeks. Excellent. That's awesome. And then Gearling, uh, late tonight, we dishing on NVIDIA. Of course, we dishing on NVIDIA. Yeah. Um, yeah, $1,600 in this market? Are you kidding? Yeah. That kind of sums up the conversation. Uh, like, it's still probably good. And I still really want one. But... Yeah, but <laughs> it's not going to be for your average everyday person. They're just not going right. to, like, sit there and plunk down that kind of cash on a new card. Yeah. Yeah, and, and YouTube... YouTube UI and, and like everything for me on my side of things seems to be broken tonight. Like, like OBS has stopped uploading a couple of times, but I, it's not my internet connection. My internet is fine tonight. Uh, but the YouTube studio live stream, it's not showing me a preview. Uh, the subscriber count keeps dropping out to zero and then back up and, uh, and or concurrent viewer keeps doing that. It, it, it YouTube's having a couple of hiccups and, and I'm not surprised that super chat is one of them. So, yeah. 
<laughs> LOL at the price, but my minor stable diffusion addiction still wants more power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've been looking at turning one of my GPU servers into a stable diffusion server. Just just for the lulls. Like, I've got compute power. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I could throw down. So, yeah, it, it'd be interesting. Oh, yeah. So we got another super chat with another no super chat with it. no text. Yeah. Denver, $2. Uh, say what you want to say right below it. And I'll, I'll, I'll say that in a second. Yeah. Uh, speaking of YouTube, apparently the dislike button does absolutely nothing to the shock of no one. <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered this myself. Um, yeah. And, and this, this article kind of goes into more about the algorithm of how things bubble up into your recommended more than what it, the dislike button means. Um, Cause I know it was announced like a couple, was it earlier this year where they, they just stopped counting dislikes. They won't display dislikes. Yeah. That was very early this year. And yeah, uh, even though, even though there's like extensions you can get. And then of course, on, but... even though it was all over every bit of like YouTube and creator and Twitter and like mm-hmm. any news source that you could find, if you're interested mm-hmm. in the creator space, I still got mm-hmm. accused of hiding dislikes on videos that had like, Oh millions yeah. Of even videos. though it was like, I didn't do it. Right. Yeah. Cause I always thought, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just a guest on your channel. I don't produce any videos myself, but I always thought that the dislikes were uh, more of a guide to the individual producer to be like, okay, they didn't like this content. Maybe I should do something right. else type right. of a thing, as opposed to um, YouTube gauging what people want to see, what don't want to see. They obviously have some kind of magic sauce going on in the background. Oh, of course. Something that they don't want people to see. Of course. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've never seen the dislike be anything except for the audience throwing tomatoes at the at the person making a video. That that's basically it. Well, I, I always saw I, it. As I think way. the nail in the coffin was that the the YouTube rewind was one of the most disliked videos oh, of all time. Yeah, and and <laughs> they're like, like no, we can't it. have that. Will yeah, Smith yeah. was in it. How did yeah. you not love it? Yeah. <laughs> Fine, that's we're just going to take the, dislikes away. That's the real reason why Will Smith turned smacking Chris Rock around. <laughs> I didn't like that video either. Yeah, dang it. I'm going to take my frustration out somewhere. Chris Rock, of all people. Uh-huh. Uh, YouTube just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it is pretty interesting how they talk about some people want to um, have companies release uh, the uh, algorithms so that people actually really know what's going on uh, in the background, what what makes things bubble up. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, because yes, if someone knows how the sauce is made, how the sausage is being made, they can game the system pretty easy. Yeah. I know back in the day... Um, before YouTube fixed their algorithm, they used to have like um, <laughs> weird kids programs where they would have like an animated Hitler dancing with Belle from Frozen uh, or Belle from you know, and Disney characters, just weird, weird oh, stuff yeah. going on. Oh yeah. Because it would cause their videos to go up in viewing because it would be a suggested video for some reason. And people didn't know why, because somebody figured out the formula to what causes videos to go up. 
Yep. So if they release that, you might be getting more of that. <laughs> Just people putting out nonsense to game the system so their things get more views. Yep. Um, so maybe you don't want that. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's, but it is also interesting that dislike doesn't do anything. Um, yeah. Uh, now it it's kind of been known for a long time that the dislike button just counts as an engagement. It's either yeah. I liked this video or I didn't like this video. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter which one you clicked as long as you clicked something. Uh, it just put a tally counter on a, on a random wall somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, and and now the tally counters aren't even public. Right. Uh, and so definitely, definitely weird, but confirming what we already knew. Yeah. It anyway. Really didn't do much. Um, this one is an interesting story. I don't know how to tackle it, so I'm just going to say it. A U.S. appeals court rejects big tech's right to regulate online speech. Um, which I vehemently disagree with this ruling. Uh, I usually try not to get too political, but from the same party that is trying to tell us that corporations are people and their donations to their PACs are totally fine, uh, then saying that they don't have the rights of a person to regulate the content that they post on their sites. That's a well, bit of a stretch. I think I think this kind of goes back because I think a lot of these uh, Facebook and, and Twitter and stuff like that, um, they have a specific categorization. I can't remember what it was because like, I remember reading into this a while ago. Mm -hmm. Basically, they have a, they're not a, they're not like a newspaper or a thing where they're publishing things. They're just regurgitating what other people put. So therefore, they're under certain protection of what other people post. So they can't be sued for someone saying something. Right. But, right? but, but here's the deal. You're for that they're even Texas in their ruling no, no, is no. quoting I, the, I, the I, First Amendment. I don't Amendment disagree that there is, with there free is, right. There is a, the internet is a whole different beast. It's, right. The internet is not a newspaper. I, I, I get that. There, right. It's a whole different frontier. And they were applying the law to it in a particular way. They were like, well, you're not a newspaper. Well, right. we're not a newspaper. We're an internet. Yeah, it's very, it's very hard. It's a very difficult uh, situation to do. And I know there's going to be a lot of back and forth. And of course, when you're talking about, and in this case, it was a state, but even within the state, we have, you know, the U.S., the U.S., maybe the U.S. Supreme Court does rule on this. Right. But then YouTube, Twitter, they're international. What about Canada? What about Mexico? What about Germany? What about all these other places? Are they going to comply with those laws? Can yeah. they also influence how well, other companies run well, things? Well, well here, here's the, the underlying problem. Today, we reject the idea that corporations have a freewheeling First Amendment right to censor what people say. Um. I, I refer everyone back to the XKCD comic that says if everyone in the room says to go somewhere else, they're not censoring your free speech. You're just an asshole. And, and if I'm hosting a platform, if I'm hosting craft computing, if, if I have a craft computing forum, or let's say I have a craft computing discord server, which you can mm -hmm. join for a dollar a month down in mm -hmm. the video description, join the Patreon, get on board and hang out with all the cool kids. Um, None of us are kids. Kids, right. <laughs> kids don't apply. It's 21 and over. Yeah. Um, but come hang out in my Discord server. Um, this is saying that if 
the the Nazis and the weebs start to take over that I can't turn off their speech because I would be censoring their speech. However, the First Amendment doesn't protect speech on public or private platforms. I don't know the if that's necessarily the case because I, I think what it would be more that's like... That's what they're saying, though. It would, it would be more like Discord saying who could do it and who couldn't. It's not like you couldn't as a proponent of Discord. But Discord can Discord too. Yes, Discord can too. Discord well, I mean, can say we don't want. Could, could could Discord say I don't like craft computing, therefore you can't be here anymore? They could, but why would they want to? I mean, that, that that's you policing your own thing is absolutely fine. Uh, um, and and like Facebook, I think Facebook is also because they can they can set up groups. You can set up groups in Facebook and do whatever, make them private, or whatnot. Let let let's like let's say on the let's say on the craft computing thing because I've I've been at odds with YouTube before. Mm -hmm. uh, early on in my YouTube career, uh, I uh, would be demonetized mm -hmm. before a video even went live. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 would, yeah. I would submit a video and probably the first, not the first like 15 videos, mm -hmm. but from video 16 to like 50, mm -hmm. uh, I would upload a video. And before the video is even done rendering, I would be demonetized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, down to the bottom. I, I haven't quite got through mine uh, yet. No, I, I'm, I'm yeah. pointing to this as an example. Oh, of, okay. There's alcohol on my show. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, I've had yeah. comments That's about, yeah. I can't yeah. believe you drink on YouTube. It's like, I'm mm -hmm. 30 plus years. I'm Who closer cares? to 40 yeah. than 30. Like, yeah. I'm showing you the things that I enjoy. That is 100% yeah. okay for me to do. And other people are enthusiastic for as well. But YouTube, as a platform, decided mm -hmm. for about a year to demonetize all of my videos, mm -hmm. um, and I would, and and I'm the kind of person who will fight everything, uh, yeah. and so I submitted every single video for review. Now, mind you, every single video got approved upon manual yeah. review, and it yeah. got to the point where I stopped having to get reviewed because I had then built up a rapport with YouTube where they went, oh, if he gets two or three go. flags yeah. for alcohol, it's fine because he's not abusing it. Right. And We're not sitting here drunk on the channel. Now, now, if YouTube decided to, as a private company with a platform that is public, mm -hmm. decided that, and they've done this before, we don't want X on our channel. Uh, uh, YouTube three years ago went very anti-gun uh, mm -hmm. and and basically destroyed yeah, every kind of single firearms yeah. channel. Mm -hmm. uh, even ones that were tangently related like air gunning channels. And mm -hmm. um, I like air guns. I, I'm an air yeah. gunner. I, I, I own quite a few of them. And I, mm -hmm. I, I love target practicing. I, lo I love doing that kind of thing. I love plinking. And there were a number of channels that I watched that all of a sudden just didn't exist anymore because yeah. YouTube decided we're not going to do anything with guns anymore. Mm -hmm. Is YouTube allowed to do that? I say they are. Because yeah, it's, it's... YouTube is a company that is private, that is... Well, it's it's also very interesting because I, I see... I watched this documentary uh, about a month ago about the um, movie industry and the rating system. Mm -hmm. And because like at the beginning of the movie industry, we didn't have, you know, PG and G and all these other right. things. And, and, and there was nothing like that. 
um, there was this kind of self, there was kind of this, people could put out whatever they wanted to because mm-hmm. they were a studio. And then of course, you know, um, things kind of got crazy and then the government got involved and then they thought the government was overbearing because they were too oversight. And then there was like, there was like this whole mix of thing that there are some actual real parallels because the internet is, is completely different. It's an amalgam of print and user content and, and film and all kinds of things. It's everything thrown into one. It it is. And how do you regulate that? How do you make that work? How do you balance things like that it is but but let's say this let's say i invite you into your into my home and mm-hmm. you show up wearing an ss armband do mm-hmm. i have the right as a homeowner to kick you out oh yeah of course why doesn't youtube have the right to kick me out for drinking a beer well they don't they, I mean, they, maybe they do do they, they don't should. Are, they, are they it's well, their it, platform guess... i'm using their platform i'm a customer of their platform I don't have the right to do whatever I want on a private company's property. I can't go okay. to Walmart and strip but, naked and run through the store. But, I'd be thrown out. But there's been historical things with, uh, um, you know, uh, like like phone companies where they had to split up phone companies because they got too big. They were a private company, but that's, they got that's too big. FCC and that's monopoly talk. So that is. Does, does, yeah, I know monopolistic I, I, things. Right. Uh, and, I'm, and, <clears throat> I, but, I'm talking but, purely about the rights of speech. Right. And the First Amendment does nothing but protect you from persecution from the government. It but doesn't my, protect my, you from persecution from private party. My private party. company, you can't touch me from the government. There's there's lines that can be crossed where the government does get involved, and that's happened in the past. Right, but, but you're getting into, again, FCC and regulation talk as far as things like that. But if you make a blatantly rex sexist or racist posts on social media, your company mm-hmm. has a right to fire you because they say, we don't want that kind of thing associated with our company. Well, yeah. That, 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 why say, wouldn't, always, why wouldn't Facebook or line. why wouldn't Facebook or Twitter or YouTube or whatever else say, we don't want to give safe harbor to things that we don't agree with politically. Yeah. There's a it's whole the same line about thing. those things. There's a whole, I mean, like why couldn't, why couldn't phone companies like block people from having a phone number if they didn't like what they said? Uh, that has been a thing, actually. But it, but they they didn't the government didn't allow them to do that. Um, they ended up putting them down and say you cannot do that. Ooh, that that's a different line. That that is also crossing into, uh, uh, availability of services that are deemed essential. Okay, uh, so if if the government said that the internet was an essential service, then at that point, do providers who provide services attached to the internet will also be subject to that? No, because we're talking about private companies that you go to on the internet. That's like saying I can't call a specific person and that is perfectly legal. Mm. But we have a different thing going on here with the internet because I mean, yes, most people could, I guess, technically stand up their own server and, but they have to have a DNS. Some service has to go through that could, you know, somebody block that should they be able to like shut them down and not be able to give them a dns and say well you have to use my ip address just to come reach me and use my website i mean that's an extreme uh kind of example but right it's 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 a very weak it's, it's a new we're still kind of in 
the wild frontier. And I know, I know you remember it. And I specifically remember the early days of the internet where just about anything went, oh, anything yeah. went. Right. And I think we're still kind of in growing pains. And that's why I said that, that, that documentary watching about how the movie industry went mm -hmm. and how it was interesting and how there was like, people could put out whatever movie they wanted, pornographic, whatever, no one cared. Uh, until like it, until start people started really <laughs> bitching about it, and the government got involved. Um, and then, and then people are saying, "Well, the government's doing being too overbearing." Well, the thing is, um, the government right here is telling you you have to host host content you uh, don't agree with. This this is this is exactly the same thing. There's going to be some ebb and flow between the two until there's some kind of like equilibrium that everybody kind of eventually agrees upon. The 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 problem is. Let's say me as as craft computing. Like let let's break it down mm -hmm. to very simple terms. Let's sure. let's not go YouTube. Let's go Jeff as craft computing. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. say you join my Discord, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you post a bunch of waifu and weeb oh, and yeah. things like that like, that are I don't want to. 86. that are explicitly against our rules now yeah. that I never thought I would have to write rules mm -hmm. for. But here we are, mm -hmm. right? Um, this ruling is saying that I have to let weebs post weeb shit. Yeah, that's what this is saying. Is that okay? Uh, Do I want? I th that's what this is saying. I don't know if this exact ruling said. It's that. not saying that YouTube has to allow weeb shit. It's that it's saying you cannot disallow content that, and 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 let's let's be perfectly honest. They're saying that is extremist. That that yeah. that's what this ruling is for. Yeah. Uh, but. What if I don't want weeb shit representing me and you are paying me money to be on my platform? Can I stop taking money from you of to course. kick you, you off my be platform? Able to because you're not you're not taking any money. Well you're, then why you're, can't you're, you're Facebook voluntarily Well then why can't Facebook? Because Facebook isn't charging money. Facebook is making money on you. You are the you product. You are the product. Yes, you are the product. But Facebook as a company made up now. Sorry, Facebook probably aligns with those with those guidelines, but let's yeah. say YouTube. YouTube mm -hmm. may not want gun content on their site. They yeah. may not want uh, political insight. They may not want uh, yeah. extremist, they, they racist, could, they could, misogynistic, they could, they could, anti-black aerial, uh, whatever have you. YouTube could literally regulate themselves to be just a, a TV channel if they want it to be. Right. Like we only accept X from these creators and they have to prove to me that you're a good creator before you do it. Totally. And eventually at that point, they're just like NBC or ABC. This ruling is like saying that. they can't. That's because what this that's what, ruling because, is saying. Because that's what they're saying. Because YouTube isn't saying they are that. YouTube is saying you could produce content. You can put it up here. Um, and I guess, like again, it's, it's a very, it's a very uh, new thing. YouTube being a thing where anybody can create content and anybody can put things up on there is a completely new concept in the realm of human existence, all right? This is, right. it's been but around for like, what, a decade? That's about the, it, 10 the, years. The, the fact that everyone can post doesn't remove the right of YouTube to censor that post if it doesn't agree with views they have. If right, it, but, but or like if it's, said, and, and here's the deal, even though they cited the first amendment, uh, there, there's still okay. exceptions to the First Amendment, notwithstanding it doesn't apply to private companies. Right. But notwithstanding that, 
there's exceptions for inciting violence and and hate crimes and things there, like there's, that. There's the thing that like I was I was telling before with the with the whole movie thing. All these movie studios were private companies. They should have been able to put out whatever they want and not be silenced by the government. But the government did come in and do it. They literally said you cannot put this thing out. They had oversight committees to say you cannot put this things out. So what is the difference between that and this? Well, when was that on the timeline when corporations it, were or were not people? It <laughs> I believe it was around, uh, I think the rating system started coming out around the early 60s. If right. I corporations right. were deemed to be people, I believe, in 74. Okay. Uh, so right around the Nixon era. Yeah. So strangely I, I mean, enough, and it, and, it, and it could, yeah, it could change. I mean, with the whole internet thing, it's, it's completely different because it's not just the U S anymore. Right. We're international. We're doing, we're, we're going real crazy out here. And so how can you put, uh, not only state rules, but, but country rules and have it applied to something that is global. Right. It's very tricky. It's very different. It's very hard to, to, and, right. and I see arguments and, and good, Good arguments on both sides. But but it's... but again, at, at this ruling's base level, mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't want to point fingers or, or mm -hmm. accuse, um, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of straw man. I'm hearing a lot of if or then or what about this. The base ruling of this is that if someone posts Nazi, you know, encouragement mm -hmm. videos on YouTube, that YouTube does not have the right to remove that video. That's what this ruling is about. And regardless of any other government oversight or First Amendment, whether it does or does mm -hmm. not apply to a private company or whether the internet mm -hmm. is or is not a public utility or anything like that, mm -hmm. a private company who hosts content, regardless of who produces it, whether they produce it or whether users produce it, still should have the right to regulate the content within the platform that they own. Yeah, and, and it this is not even, government. I, this is not. I, I don't. Yeah, and I'm not. And, and that was the same, same thing with the movie things. It's like, no, you you can totally put out pornographic material if you want to, but you have to rate it X. And then once it's rated right. X, then then right. then it's okay. But then people won't go see it because they know it's rated X. And and maybe it come might become like see it. YouTube. Yeah, I mean, maybe it could be the same thing. Maybe people showgirls hell to, yeah to, to to put out like you said Nazi propaganda, but they have right. to rate it swastika or whatever you know whatever rating system right. they want to put the thing, out. But but the thing is, you're you're still talking about private producers, but mm -hmm. then where do they publish? If they publish to YouTube, well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like YouTube, YouTube shouldn't have to accept that content and yeah, publish that, it and thing. make there it was, available. There was there was an oversight regulation over all the Hollywood studios that they have to rate their movies. Rating uh, is one thing because the movie well, companies themselves are then contracting with theaters and publication companies right. to get it distributed. So there's right. another layer that you're not talking about there. This with YouTube, too, it's a one to one transaction. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a whole new, different genre. But I mean, corporations I are people. So even before, it was a person <laughs> yeah, contracting with another person to yeah, distribute yeah, a film. So yeah. you're, you're... It's, it's like I said, it's a whole new thing. It's a whole different different. YouTube allows thing. naked yoga. Yeah, they do. They do. I know. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different thing and a whole different set of worms. Um, and, and I think we're kind of at that stage where we're just trying to figure it all out right now. Um, I don't know. It, it is an interesting thing. It's a fun, 
thought experiment and argument. I think we, I think we, <laughs> I think we missed like a ton of super chats here. Uh, so NetGuy says, if it were public access channel, should they have to host politicians they don't like? The thing with public access is most of them are government funded. And so uh, that's actually a government mandate that every region has to have a public access channel that the general population has access to, to be able to produce content and broadcast it and things like that. Uh, it falls under a different regulation than say ABC would for broadcasting content. Um, and, uh, and yes, they actually have to host content regardless of what it is, as long as it doesn't violate laws or, or regulations or anything like that. Uh -huh. And so you still probably can't have Nazi propaganda on public access, but it's a, it's a much thinner line than a private company would say, we don't want Nazi propaganda on our website. Um, and trust me, the line with me and my discord is very thick. You better be way the hell over here or you're not going to last on my discord. So, uh, yeah, uh, the public access, it, it falls under slightly different regulation because it is a government funded government. It's not necessarily a government entity, but it is government supported and government mandated that that channel has to be available. So, uh, anyway, number of super chats. Let me scroll lots, back lots up. Lots of them. We got a lot yes. of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden they came rolling in. Oh yeah. There we go. Talk about uh, more controversial so, subjects. Get more. Get more. <laughs> Denver sent over $2 and then said, uh, it's a repeat of last week. Won't let me put text in the super chat. And yeah, YouTube has been buggy for a little while. Uh, if tonight wasn't any indication of that. Uh, NetGuy says, don't give your money to YouTube. Join the Patreon and Super Secret Discord to keep the shenanigans going. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's, the, um, that's where the real fun's at. And I will definitely be hanging out in the after party tonight. Uh, so, uh, yeah, 30 minutes after the show ends, you'll see me in video chat. You can chat with me directly. Is, uh, Steve, are you going to be I, there? I'm hoping to be there. It okay. depends on how fast I can get my son into bed. Yes. Which yeah. lately has not been very quick. Right. <laughs> Uh, being a six-year-old is a master of manipulation. Um, <laughs> uh, little sure bit know. started kindergarten last week, so tell me about oh, it. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean sends over $5. Tonight I've had the uh, Virginia's Vienna Lager 1554 and a huge Arc Arker Probst. Probst, Probst, Probst. Probst. Probst beer. Mm. Probst. Oh, is it Prost? Prost? Probst. 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 P R O B S T. Oh, yes. No, I know yeah. this. They have, I've been there before. This is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tech Geek, another five bucks. Uh, maybe for the cheaper chats to work, you just got to trust YouTube in its entirety. Leans into the mic. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. Please join the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> that guy sends over $10. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, be more afraid of the push for central bank digital currency. Cash will be forbidden eventually. I don't think that, but again, as we become more digitally reliant and uh, less self-sufficient, uh, yeah, anything's possible. 
ask ask your dad and your grandpa no. that collects gold how well that's going to work in the nuclear apocalypse i look forward to when gold is where caps, it's at you know when cash become currency when, when, when cash fails currency, i i'm already i already have a big barrel of bottle caps for when the nuclear uh and then caps become currency when cash fails, it's going to be all about gold. Yeah, because I'm going to trade three boxes of bullets and an oxen for a brick of gold. People all have to agree that gold is going to be back to the same standard. Right. What if they What if they say walnuts are the standard? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You assume there's some semblance of of civilization left. If mm-hmm. If we are in the absolute dire apocalypse that you claim we're going to be in. Gold ain't gonna be worth shit. One of the one of the things that um, I found very fascinating about um, but it's precious. What was the uh, what was the game uh, the the Moscow subway one? Um, Metro. Oh, Metro Last Light. Yeah. Yeah, Metro. I found the mechanic of ammo being also money. Yeah. Being very a very fascinating mechanic. Yeah. Because pretty soon you're like. How much money do I want to waste to kill this thing, Arno? I'll just sneak past it. Right. I thought that was really fascinating, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's pretty, pretty, pretty and, cool mechanic. I and thought. I mean, if you're talking about apocalypse scenarios where it's not about accumulating wealth, it's literally about surviving. Well, surviving, yes. Think about the things you need to survive. Those are what's worth things. Yeah. Yeah, and if, it if ain't gonna be a brick of gold yeah. and thirty silver pesos. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Denver sends over a member chat, uh, point to the difference between YouTube censoring a private IS and a private ISP censoring private ISP censoring is because by law, by FCC regulation, they cannot censor content that you are consuming. Whereas a private company who is hosting said content can, uh, it is, uh, should all speech be censored because most people don't speak in person. You're, that's a straw man argument again. There are regulations for both permitting speech and is also who may censor speech. A An internet service provider gets tens of millions and even billions of dollars worth of government funds to lay infrastructure for the public to use. They then get to charge a premium for that service uh, in, in exchange for basically having a de facto monopoly. Uh, so yes, you're expected to do certain things in return for the $40 billion investment for the fiber network that we never got as a U.S. people. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, the FCC says you have to treat every packet as if it were just another packet. And that's a law that ISPs have to follow. You cannot rate limit. You cannot say, well, this packet is for porn, but this one is for ESPN. So I'm going to let the ESPN one through and the porn one no. ISPs do not have that option because it's a government regulation that say they cannot have that option because that's a very dangerous weapon to wield if you want to control the flow of information. And the whole point of the internet is to allow the information to disseminate. Now, if you want to take that same dissemination argument and apply it to Facebook and private individuals who are posting on privately owned forums, such as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, any kind of social media, Google forums, whatever, those companies that are hosting those can say these do not reflect the values that we hold as a private company and they can refuse to host your information. And that's still not the government cracking it down is, on your free is, speech. That's a private company saying, there's the door, you're an asshole. Well, there's 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 a, 
I mean, because there's a certain thing where some places, like I think even Facebook and Amazon have taken tax breaks and uh, subsidies from the government to build their giant uh, uh, Those are local governments, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are yeah, local data true. centers, local infrastructure, which does yeah, not apply this, to federal regulation. But this, but this lawsuit's also local, state, local. This, this, this lawsuit only applies to Texas, right? Because so it's a state government saying that no, you can't censor Texas. Rah, 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 rah. Don't mess with Texas. Um, <laughs> that, again, like I said, we're we're talking about state, country, global. But we, will this hold up in court? Probably not, because as a we'll private see. company, as an individual, I have a right to tell you to get the hell out of my house, and you yeah. have to obey. That's the same right that YouTube has when they say, "Here's a video hosting platform. Okay. You can host a video." And I go, "Here's as... Nazi paraphernalia." Okay, and wait, they go, wait, wait. "I don't want that here." What's the definition of private company we're talking because if they're publicly traded does that mean they're still a private company they're still a private not? company so private company okay non-government the Gun, non-gov- is the okay. definition that, of that of might be the better company. say this non-government yeah. yeah non-government company okay yeah so uh, as long as they're not taking government money from anything is what as you're, as you're long as about. they are not taking government money in relation to that specific service and they're not uh, under regulation for that specific service would, would that so, also include yeah. tax breaks too i'm, I'm just kind of curious no no, because YouTube is not receiving tax breaks to provide video services to the public. But they have to build infrastructure for their servers to you, put those things somewhere. I'm, I don't know if they are. I honestly do not. Um, but but so, I, know, I know Facebook had to, and I know Amazon has to. So uh, like those, Amazon's building a giant warehouse really where we live, and I already know, based on the local government, they're getting yes. benefits because of that. Correct. Local government tax breaks do not imply government oversight or regulation. But it's still government. We still have government involvement. State and federal are two different things. But a state cannot violate First Amendment laws. Correct. State cannot, yes. A state cannot violate First Amendment laws. The state of Oregon cannot be like, oh, because I'm the state, I can violate certain amendments. Correct. So it still applies. Yes. Um, so that so that now if, if a company it, is taking benefits from a state, that should still apply then at that point, right? But the First Amendment doesn't protect you from persecution from a private company. It protects you from persecution from the government. But if the company is taking is getting benefits from the government, then it's, it's still no a private. Longer... Com- it's still a private That's, company. That could be a gray area right there. No, it, it it's totally not. It's totally not I mean, a gray obviously area. Obviously, it is because they got they got court cases coming out here that are saying that it is. So we'll see. It's pro- it might it might you're right it might well, bubble up. Well, Judge Cannon also as- also assigned a special master to Trump's case, but that had no bearing in law either. Like and, if you and, really want to go, things things happen in the case. Really want to go? Yeah. All I'm saying is tax breaks from state, county, and city governments are not an endorsement of a specific company and their policies. They still have to follow federal law. And the federal law for protected speech and for what the First Amendment actually protects is it's saying that the government will not persecute you for free speech outside of certain criteria, outside of inciting violence, hate crimes, etc. The government will not come down on you for saying that cops suck and flipping an officer off at a speed trap. That is a First Amendment right that you have. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell the officer that next time you get pulled over. But... um, 
ISPs are also under regulation that they have to treat every one and every zero as if it were the same one and zero that they've transmitted a trillion times before. Um, however, and, and that's because they received federal money to build out ISPs as a service and they are allowed to sell their service to the public as a service under the government wing. When you start talking about private companies that are hosting things on the internet, so your YouTubes, your Facebook, your Googles, yes, certain wings of the companies have received federal money, have received tax breaks, have received whatever from uh, city, county, state, and probably even federal uh, Mm -hmm. when you look at like uh, Google Fiber and things and rollouts like that. Yes, they've received money, but that wing of the company is the one that is beholden to those rules. It's not if Google accepts a well, it's not if Google accepts a federal grant to roll out fiber in Kansas City that yeah. they now have to host Nazi paraphernalia on YouTube. It that, could be also why that Google like split and they made this alphabet company and then started sprouting things off in different things because Yes, but it wasn't can, for federal that that was it for financial be, regulation, but, but, not for federal regulation. Well, That's a different thing again. It, it still um, benefits them in the same way, right? It still benefits them in the same way, yeah. but that no, was for a different a reason. Yeah. Uh, but it's not because Google Fiber took government grants to build fiber networks somewhere that YouTube has to... YouTube is still a private organization, and they can say, but get YouTube off our But YouTube was owned by, by Alphabet, but Alphabet didn't make the contract. It was Google Fiber. Right. So therefore, this yeah. So that that kind of makes more sense. Right. They fashion themselves off. Right. But they're still uh, owned by but the parent e- company. But but even when you're talking about this, Google was still the parent company of Google Fiber and YouTube. Yes. Yeah. But well, they're Alphabet, still not beholden. They're still not beholden to that specific regulation because that regulation didn't apply to YouTube as an organization. Well, you know what? That's for lawyers to decide. I don't know because <laughs> we're not we're not law experts. We're law. We're we're like. Uh, Right. Uh, dipping our toes in the law. I don't know. But private companies. And even even, even uh, professional uh, lawyers bicker about all these things. Right. Yeah. But again, me as an individual, as someone who hosts a a 500 plus community, yeah. has the right think, to say, get the out of my server. I don't I don't think anybody's going to be uh, discounting that. That's, that's obviously the case. Yeah. But again, yeah. how high does that go? Because technically the corporation of YouTube well, is a you person. Know, they, they could, they could. I mean, like I said, this is kind of a new area. They could and if, set a threshold. If YouTube, to be like if YouTube all of a sudden said, of or something. if YouTube all of a sudden said, we don't want alcoholic content on our channel. Yeah. We'd be screwed. We have to like start drinking water. Right. What fun would that be? Right. Uh, Craft Computing would have to demonetize the previous 270 plus videos that I've produced, plus 251 videos of, or 252 videos of Talking Heads, and next week start drinking Pepsi. Um, Sponsored. Uh, (laughs) So, but if I wanted to play ball with YouTube, as mm-hmm. a private individual to a private company, I would have to abide by those rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, and I when think I, a lot of people do. Yeah. When I when I go to a stadium, I have to abide by the code of conduct that the stadium presents. When I go to what? When I went to the Seahawks game naked, they didn't throw me out. Yeah, it's because you were. <laughs> it's because there were only seven people sexy. there. It's too sexy. It's too sexy. 
It's because there were only I mean, seven would... people there, Steve. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh God, I've offended the twelve. Oh no. <laughs> uh. But yeah, it's um. Local organizations, private companies, private compounds, housing, whatever. You yeah. can set your own rules. If if I as an individual say, I understand you have a concealed carry permit. I don't want guns on my property. Get off my property. You as a private citizen have to abide by my rule under my house. And I can actually call the cops to have you trespassed. So your second amendment rights may end at my front door because I'm not the government. Well, see, that's, 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 a, that's an interesting thing because public schools have gun-free zones, mm -hmm. but they're explicitly government-ran. They're government-ran. Government right. Which but, also has a Second Amendment right. But so the Second they should be able to. But the Second Amendment also... Oh God, I don't know that I want to get into this. Uh, <laughs> something, something, yeah, yeah. well-regulated. Let's finish reading something, the super something. chats. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, there are anyway. addendums to the Second Amendment that say the government can still restrict where you're allowed to exercise your Second Amendment right. You don't get to open carry into a courthouse for probably pretty obvious for reasons. For obvious reasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They can still restrict where you can exercise that right, but well, you do I have mean, the I mean, right. I think, I think, you know, a gun which has got a certain purpose is different than speech. Obviously, you can't kill anybody with talking. Um, so I know right. I get that. Yeah, and, no, and, I mean I do. And but I mean it's it's still and inciting like, violence is still a violation of the First mm, Amendment. Inciting explicit, violence. It, it depends on what your definition. If you explicitly hate, say hate speech I want is a people crime. to kill X, then yes, you're right. right. Hate speech is a crime. But I've seen a lot of people scream hate speech and inciting violence that wasn't really that. So it's depending hate, on definition. Hate, sorry, hate speech that incites violence is a crime. Okay. Um so kill all X people. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, exactly. That's a crime. Yes. Yeah. Um, as long as it's a believable crime to the, uh, if the, if an ordinary but, person would interpret it as an then, actual threat. But then, but then there's also people who can get around it by saying, I wish X would all die or something like that. That's not inciting it. It's saying it's a wish. It's, it, it, speech is kind of a weird thing. It's a weird thing, but yeah. Gun laws are a little more black and white than that. The, yeah, that is that's true. So, anyway, uh, anyway, boy, did I dodge that bullet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, let's finish reading those super chats. Boy, I don't think this is going on Craft Extra. Uh, so, uh, John J says, why is my month count off for 14 months? I'm actually not sure. Um, I don't know if you missed a month somewhere, but you've been on for more than 14 months. I can guarantee oh. that. Uh, Skull for 49 months and even more than that because holy crap you've been around a while uh, YouTube is having problems with the month timer um, mm. so Twice if you don't finally catching up if you don't know Skull Skull was one of my first 15 patrons and is now a he, mod and he's been uh, around forever he's been around forever he's one of my <clears throat> my best friends on the Patreon in fact I will bounce like ethical questions off him for moderating the chat and mm -hmm. <laughs> so skull rev uh funky monk claw uh 
ID Prom, you all know who you are. My my Patreon mods are freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the next the time key. I see all of you, all the beers are on me. Yeah. Like you don't, your money is no good here. Um, but you might have to come here because I have three kids. So that's how that works. <laughs> uh, Denver, $10. When Google and Apple and Microsoft controls your access to the internet through their platforms because they're the, they, they become the de facto ISOs, get a web forum in your web browser and OS block your access to it. Um, there is something to be said for the invasiveness of iOS and Android and Windows as it pertains to access to information. And this is kind of one of the unexplored areas of law because there's Mm -hmm. no precedent to say, you know, Xerox was controlling the flow of information with copy machines, Uh, you know, dating back to the earliest of PCs and interaction with corporate America and things like that. Printing press and just writing things down. Right. Um, So... I feel the day of reckoning is coming, but I feel it's going to be pushed out by about a decade. It's um, probably going to be a while. It's it's, it's an ever evolving thing. Um, the 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 integration of Microsoft and Apple services alike into both of their desktop OSs as of late, especially as of the last specifically two years, um, is egregious to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I. I take no prisoners when I when I talk about how Microsoft as an operating system provider should have no access to any data that I produce on my machine. Mm-hmm. They should have no use rights. They should have no use data. They should not know when I'm on my computer. They should not know what sites I visited. They should not know what programs I have installed or how often I launch those programs or what hardware that I have in my computer. That is completely private information. And Apple, I'm pointing the same finger at you uh, because you are just as guilty as trying to get me to sign up for 13 different cloud services at the same time and not letting me even update my OS and notifying me twice a day that I logged out of iCloud. I know I logged out of iCloud. It was freaking on purpose. So let me use my computers. Now, if Linux wanted to get really creative, they would... Well, actually, if a company wanted to get really creative, they would start integrating Proton as as a de facto executable launcher for Linux and and create sandboxes dynamically within the operating system itself. So I could literally double click a setup.exe. It would launch me into the Windows installer. I would install the program. It would install into whatever sandbox it created for that program. I could then run the exe natively with no like compatibility layer or select which Proton version or anything (laughs) like that. There's already, there's a couple technologies that I think um, Zen does that, mm-hmm. I believe, where they, they, they can virtualize applications oh, yeah. within the within um, browser space. Yeah, like um, specific I've, applications. I've, I've deployed certain virtualized applications uh, yeah. to, to organizations. There yeah. was one that I worked for for a while that uh, their HVAC controller required a specific version of Java and couldn't be updated beyond it. And so, so to virtualize it then so they, they, anybody they can were it. on Windows 7 and moving towards Windows 8.1. Uh, but the version of Java was only supported on Windows XP. 
And so I had on their server stack a Windows XP virtual machine with uh, with uh, domain client services installed, which is the old version of like log 30 users into a single computer. Right. Um, and instead of launching a full fat virtual machine and a start menu and everything else, they would double click an icon and it would launch from the Just server. The an application yeah. window that would appear on their desktop complete with the Windows, you know, mm -hmm. title bar and everything, the Windows XP title bar. Yeah. But that was a virtualized instance of an application inside yeah. of a Windows XP virtual machine that was completely sanctioned off from internet and everything else that only mm -hmm. had access to the specific ports of that HVAC controller. Johnson controls. Um, <laughs> but that's how we had to run the HVAC system in that particular unit because... Windows XP was dead and gone. Yeah. You, you couldn't, with good conscious and moral standing, deploy a Windows XP machine it, for an organization we, anymore. We, that only worked so far. I remember because we tried doing that with some older applications that we used to support that were old 16-bit um, VB6 applications that used thunking. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that did not work. <laughs> that did not work uh, with virtualization at all. Um so yeah, that was a failure. But yes, no, you're you're right though. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely technology out there to virtualize specific applications. Yeah, and so I've I've done that a number of times with with virtualized applications or desktops or specific instances that had to rely on outdated you know infrastructure and and dependencies that I couldn't in good conscience deploy to an organization anymore. But they didn't have three million dollars to upgrade their HVAC system. Right. So. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but you do it as safely as possible. So anyway, uh, let's see. That does it for the super chats. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are up to date. Uh, we didn't get to quite a few stories, but I think we, we covered the really big ones. We um, did. Um, we got to no beer news and no entertainment news. Right. Uh, let's see. I kind of really briefly wanted to talk about the GTA 6 leak. Yes. Okay. That's a that, good one. That, that's yeah, the one absolutely. that I, I kind of wanted to get to as far sure. as entertainment and gaming goes. Of course. Um, so GTA 6, we know it's been in development for about four years or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rockstar confirmed they were in development of it in 2018. Um, they suffered a leak from a developer's computer this week. Mm -hmm. Now, it needs to be stated this this footage that was taken was recorded in 2019. Yeah. I mean, and, we are talking the earliest of early alphas. Right. Yeah. We're and, talking and like And let's be let's be serious. This, this is just video footage. This isn't like that Half-Life 2 where a build was leaked. Right. Where you can actually download the build. This is This just isn't the Duke footage. Nukem Forever right. leak that was supposed to be the 2002 release that didn't ever see the light of day. This was like, we're going to test the gravity and player animations yeah. and the earliest of early stages of game development. Yeah. And I'm not even a game developer, mm -hmm. but I know the development process. process I, yeah. I, and and, and graphics and making it look good. That's at the very end. Right. That's like, that's like, it's the same thing with like when movies get leaked. I've seen movies get leaked in the past. Where there was like this, this. Oh, kind we of all like, had the Wolverine that was one hundred percent blue. It was screen. like you saw like these mesh gray special effects that were just in place for showing things, like for an early build and stuff like that. Yeah, those are fine. That's the same thing with game development. Do you think people like 
put tons and tons of time into the detail at the beginning of the process before no you're putting the cart before the horse man no you're you making sure gravity functions yeah exactly you put that stuff at the very end right it's like oh yeah you tweak it's like oh well this hubcap isn't shining quite right that's at the right. end of development right right you know the ray tracing is terrible yeah, no, you put that at the end of development. You make sure the basics work, the layout feels good, the the game feel feels good. That's what you do at the beginning of it. You don't do all the detail at the end. And I think there was there was kind of a, a little bit after. Sorry, uh, sorry. Tech Geek just sent over $5 to say GTA 6 gameplay leaked so early in development, it almost looked like a finished Ubisoft game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Bravo, bravo. bravo. Um, yeah, it's um, if anyone has in, ever been in development of anything, of any product, of any uh, of any software, of any game, if you've ever mm-hmm. been a project manager, you know, spit, shine, and polish goes at the very three end. days before launch. Yeah, that goes at the end. Man. Every last end. bit of effort and resources and money and and time and employee you know, hours, they go towards making sure function happens first. Right. And, and on the last three days, you can retexture that bush. Yeah. That's, or you know what? Any modern games, you catch it in the two week update. Yeah. Uh, any modern game follows the same development process and they always have followed the same development process. You develop the game mechanics first and then you develop the artwork to tell the yeah. story. Yeah. This this dates all the way back to the 8-bit era of, oh, of yeah. like, let's Absolutely. write a good game first and figure out what our mechanics are going to be. Then let's figure out if we can make those mechanics work and make gravity believable right. and make Mario jump at a reasonable height to clear the obstacles, but also make people believe that he's actually jumping. Right. And, uh, you know, and we'll we'll figure out what he's supposed to look like as, as far as an 8-bit pixel art. Uh, you know three months before oh, release what was that there was a game it was a platform game and i actually had fun playing it this is it was out a couple years ago where you were just basically a square but the mechanics and the jumping of was it that was so uh bvvvv no no it wasn't vvv i remember vvv that was fun too but no this was like mm-hmm. you were literally a square mm-hmm. and they were more vector graphics i can't remember it was it was something... oh, 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 oh oh um dang it I can't remember the name yeah. of it, dude. Uh, someone in the, the I can chat see it. it I can see it. It's like name is something. My name is Square. Or something. Something like that. God, what was it? Ah. There's so many games out now. My Geometry my, Dash. No, it wasn't Geometry Dash. Was it? it was not. That, ge- that was, was the one platformer. I was thinking of. It was a okay. Let me see. Let me go look this up. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know the exact. Credit to Mitchell for Geometry Dash. Yeah. But uh, yeah. If, if you're judging a book based off the cover written in crayon, you're a jerk. Uh, number one, if you leaked this information, you're a jerk. Uh, yeah. I'd use way stronger words, but I used those earlier to describe NVIDIA. So, uh, And also for free speech, uh, which YouTube has a right to block me and demonetize me for. Um, but... Yeah, the the people who are going GTA Six is going to be crap, man. Thomas was alone. That's what it was. Thomas okay. was alone. Yes, um, Thomas was alone. Was a super just basic the, the, shape moving platformer 
Yeah. But it was so well done. The movement was so well done, and I enjoyed it that much. I finished the game. The graphics were absolutely basic. Yeah. But I thought the mechanics were so well tuned in that I just kept playing it. Yeah. But the people who are saying GTA 6 is garbage, it doesn't look any better than GTA 5, mm. it, it, it this, it that, you like, like you're already passing judgment. This was a year into development. This was yeah. like, we don't even have a story yet. We More just know we're going to be phases. in Miami and we need to build a map. And they could have been just dropping the models into an old GT5 map for all we know. They really could have been. They, yeah. they they could have built a couple new buildings, made it look like Miami, gotten some basic placeholders in, and gone yeah. like, let's make no sure idea. this character can run without the bag like clipping through every texture imaginable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like the the I understand uh, the developers. I think a lot of people do understand. Like this is so early on in the build. Will it damage um, them in the long run? I don't think it will. Right. Honestly. Uh now Rockstar did actually confirm this was GTA 6 development footage. We are disappointed that this was ever released or seen the light of day because like all developers you understand this was so early in that that it didn't it doesn't deserve the light of day because yeah. it's development. Right. It it is. it is us building a story in a world for you all to enjoy. Um I can't be, believe I'm defending Rockstar here, but, you know, <laughs> it was wrong. Yeah. Uh, what I liked were some of the stories of other development teams coming out and showing early alpha builds of their games and going like, like, Yeah, look, I saw that too, yeah. Like, like this is what our early development look, looked like. Here, it was here's, crap, Doom, yeah. here's Doom Eternal. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, it looked horrible, yeah. No, uh, and, I'm, and I'm glad that a lot of other developers kind of picked themselves up and said, yeah. said the same thing because that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know of anybody who is a GTA fan who saw this footage and be like, well, I don't want to buy GTA 6 now. That's I can't I can't wait to see Vice City again. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if I'm I being honest. Wait. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna buy it pretty pretty quickly after it gets released too, probably right after mm -hmm. uh it is it's it's not gonna detriment sales that much, I don't think. I don't think it's as devastating as it thinks, but it is still unfortunate. It it's not devastating. It's it's more disappointing. It um, is, yeah. It's like let let them do their work. Right. And, right. Like people who make movies, they don't they they don't like put out screenshots of the movies they're developing, like when they're filming, you know. That that comes afterwards. Like you say, oh, how did they make this movie? How did this happen? And stuff like that. They'll show that afterwards. And then you're amazed at how they made this like stage with some green screen crap with mm -hmm. the actors in these weird get-ups look like the end finished product. You're like, that's amazing. But <laughs> and I'm sure this is the same with the games. Like, oh, here was the early development of games. This was the end product. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find some of the memes that were posted of, uh, uh, sorry, we leaked our early development builds. And some of them were like, I baked a cake, but the early development build got leaked. And it's like cake batter Slush. inside of a cupcake yeah. mold. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yes, that's exactly mm -hmm. it. It's that's not a cake yet. Yeah. It's not a cake yet. You mix flour and sugar together in a bowl. Right. Congratulations. Add more yeah. water. That's going to suck. It's it. What was released was just a snapshot of the development process. Yeah, and it was early in the development process. So of course, it's not going to look great. 
So yeah, it's disappointing because it's without context and um, within context, I'm sure it's going to be wonderful, but it is what it is. Yep. So anyway, uh-huh. I think that's going to do it for uh-huh. episode 252 of Talking Heads here on Craft yeah. Computing. Join us every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and, and whatever else happens. And whatever else happens, yes. Uh, anyway, make sure to subscribe to Craft Extra if you like this show, but don't necessarily have time for the entire two plus hours. Yeah. We do mm-hmm. post clips of all the relevant big news items and, uh, you can join them in a video on demand format. So long as YouTube will still have me, uh, <laughs> make sure to join the Patreon more. links are down in the video description. Every dollar goes literally directly into producing the videos that you like, keeping mm-hmm. the lights on around here, paying Rhett to edit and do whatever the hell else he does around here. Uh, it's certainly not helped me, but... uh Probably eats your food, too. I'm sure eats your chicken food, nuggets drinks my food, drinks my beer. <laughs> you wouldn't like... Like, I, I opened an Imperial Stout from Norway today, and he took, like, four ounces of it. It's like, uh, dude! All right, that's dude. coming out of your paycheck, buddy. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I must seriously have to start charging him. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, it might be an even return once once my uh, my financial advisors get a hold of it. <laughs> but anyway, seriously, if you want to support the channel, the best way to do that is either, number one, buy from any affiliate links that you see in my videos, and number two, mm-hmm. go join the Patreon. Link is in the description below. You'll have the opportunity to chat directly with me, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, <laughs> and join the quite literally awesome and amazing community that hangs out over there. Oh, yeah. Great times, guys. Great times. Anyway, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we're 20 minutes past the hour. So as always, I'm Jeff. He's Steve. Steve. Yeah. And uh, 